ladies and gentlemen, people, welcome to episode 27 of Fate's Filmy Fridays. As usual, I'm your host and your dost, which means friend in the Indian languages, Filmy Filthy Fate. And as usual, joining me is with the beard, Seanald Restivo. How's it going, Sean? How are you doing, buddy? What's up, everybody? I kind of froze for a second, but I'm back. Hello. Oh, no, I'm frozen, though. Oh, my God. Oh, my okay, God. Wait. What is happening? Dude, the, inter the, internet the internet's been going from, like, super green to, like, like, the bottom of the below red. But I think we're stable now. I've closed some things. Um... Yeah, I think we're good now. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Sean broadcasting from his uncle's house. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> Sean, this is a very exciting episode because I got a lot of... I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of heavy hitters on that binge report this week. Now... Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, for special reasons, we're going to start uh, with two of the items but before that i'm gonna ask you sean how many items do you think is on the binge part this week 11 i actually need to check the list i forgot <laughs> oh, oh you were close you were two off uh, okay. it's okay, 13. 13 13 so uh i'm not gonna get into the entire list because uh, i actually want to get the first two or the now, we got two films to discuss before all of these because we have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor to introduce Lil Drip! Jacob. No! <laughs> you know I had to do it. You know I had to do it. Sean's cousin. Hey, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I, I just did it for the laughs. At least, at least I got to give you, you got to admit, I did put in a lot of enthusiasm in that introduction. So yes, he did. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, uh, we're going to start. So the first, so the two that we're going to discuss for the moment while Sean is frozen, uh, the first one being, uh, Space Jam. A new legacy. I just watched this today. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. Uh, Jacob and Sean, I so you said that you watched this today. Yeah. So I want to start with you, Jacob, because I feel like we've given you the most shit today. So we're going to start with you, buddy. What do you think of the movie? Okay, cool. I liked it. It was good. But the only thing I had a problem with was that they didn't play the original Space Jam song. I'm just saying it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. I, 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 I'm raising my hand here. I agree with you. You know, when they, uh, when they showed off the first trailer for Space Jam A New Legacy, uh, I heard the little, like, welcome to the Space Jam at the end and also throughout the trailer. And I was really hoping at least, like, a revamped version would have been nice. Like, but, I mean... Look, uh, pump up the jam by what's his what's his name? Little Uzi. Little Uzi. Yeah, it's good. Like I enjoy they, it. Like Little Uzi hurt. They yeah. didn't even bring up Space Jam. I'm pretty sure. Maybe they did. I'm not sure. They he only mentions it once in the song, but mainly it's like 
Now I... You, that's funny. Now I can't even remember the lyrics to Pump Up the Jam. Hold on. Let me see if I can look this up. But while I, while I do that... Yeah, I don't even know him either. Uh, Sean, let's start with you. Because uh, I know you're an NBA fanboy. And uh, it's got LeBron James and also Clay Thompson. And uh, 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 what's his face? Damian Lillard. Or in the, in the, in the, in the, in the movie Dang Time... Game time, yeah. Yeah. So, do you know what the do you know what the daytime game time reference is? No. <laughs> so basically, Damian Lillard is the only good player on the Portland Trailblazers. So when they would be down by a lot going into the fourth, the fourth quarter became game time, and he would literally explode for like tons of threes and basically win the game for the teams. Damn. Game time, which is the fourth quarter. But um, anyway. So, yeah, as an NBA fan and as a, as a Looney Tune, I'm actually not a huge fan of Looney Tunes. I like Looney I did, Tunes. Kind of, I, I did kind of grow up with them, and uh, I think uh, Lola Bunny was, in the original Space Jam, was a standout character for me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, no, neither, that, that's neither here or there. But um, yeah, I thought that uh, New Legacy was um, a very good popular film. So this is like, essentially, it's a very, like, because, you know, like, I'm, I've been very critical of popular film. Like, I'm not yeah. a fan of the new Marvel stuff. I'm not a fan of the new Star Wars stuff. I don't really like Fast and Furious. Like, all these franchises, I think, are getting pretty old. But this felt like a little bit of a breath of fresh air in terms of that sort of style of filmmaking, which is like over budgeted and uh, just geared to get people to sit down and watch it, which like, yeah, and it's successful in that. And it's really interesting to see all the different details that they added into this film in terms of Warner brothers. And um, even like they added Rick and Morty into it. Like everybody just, Everybody just wants Rick and Morty these days, which is kind of a little bit weird because I have you watched any of the new season of Rick and Morty? Oh my God. I haven't even finished the first season of Rick and Morty. Right. Same, same, but right. I watched so, it. So like season five, I've watched like the first few episodes and it's like literally like this should not be in any kid material ever. Like the, these characters are not... They should not be there. But, like, I mean, I guess they're culturally significant, and, you know, that's a good way to get, like, a well, few, like, hoo-hoo-ha-has. In like, all honesty, though, to your point it. of, like, mm -hmm. oh, bringing Rick and Morty into Space Jam 2, another thing to consider is that then they shouldn't have showed, like, Game of Thrones and The Matrix because that's not child-friendly, but we also need to remember that this is, true. this is a film for the families. You know, I don't think this is... That's true. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I mean, I guess I mean it's just because, like, Rick and Morty are now showing up in like Fortnite and yeah. Wendy's and McDonald's and they're like being broadcasted everywhere and that's fine. I'm I'm good with that because Rick and Morty is such an iconic standout culturally significant show. But it's very very just weird to see like stuff garnered towards kids including Rick and Morty. Mm. Because, and like I mean it's fine, but like literally the last episode that we watched it was like about Morty ejaculating into horse semen and the semen taking over the world <laughs> it's just like it's not it's like not child appropriate at all <laughs> but and i digress 
back, back to back to Space Jam. Um, so yeah, the, the pros I would say is that it's it feels a lot like a celebration of Warner Brothers and the like how many films that they've released that have been culturally significant, like let's say The Matrix, Harry Potter, uh, uh, It, um, Game of Thrones, uh, Looney Tunes, like all this. It seems like, and like, you know, Flintstones and Iron Giant, all these like really culturally significant things. King Kong as well, yeah. And just like, it feels like it's really just a celebration of Warner Brothers in general. And I mean, it's cool to, like, to put it sort of in the Space Jam context as well. Because like you know you're seeing so much, um, so so many crossovers and or like the whole thing's based on a crossover. It's a crossover between NBA and Looney Tunes. So it was cool yeah. that they sort of made their own sort of Ready Player One, but it's just an enjoyable movie to watch. Where Ready Player One just I feel like takes it too seriously, and it feels like they're trying to get like all like all these like little uh, what's the word? It just feels like with Ready Player One, it just feels like it's kind of contrived here. The whole thing is like, it's pretty, it's pretty silly. So like, it's mm. fine. It, it, it works to see all these things here. So like, I felt it was a very enjoyable movie. Um, even though LeBron isn't the best actor, I think that his uh, performance that he gave in this film was actually pretty cool. And like, <laughs> even if it isn't perfect the whole time, it actually kind of made me like LeBron for a second. And I was like, okay, back to hating LeBron because he's a team switcher and he also uh is a little bitch baby on the court but that that again i digress so i think he did very well in this i think the story between him and his son is very heartwarming it's very uh it's very um uh what's the word it's very i mean it kind of tackles like sort of like culture today where like the like the the economy where like the adults are like we worked hard to get where we are and our success is um like it's it means everything for me and for you and I want you to be like me so I want you to work hard but we kind there's kind of this lost like sort of uh area where like what if we don't want to do what you did in this sort of thing what if we want to do something else and like sometimes there's like a very discon there's a big a big disconnection at least in this culture. Did I freeze or was that Jacob? Jacob, uh, oh, was Jacob. <laughs> just making noise. Oh, that was just Jacob. So I I felt like that sort of story is uh, relevant to today, where how like we're 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 in a new age. Like there's new opportunities that weren't there before, and I thought mm-hmm. that was I thought that was pretty good in terms of storyline. In terms of cons, I, I don't have too many. Um, I did think that the movie was sort of like, it didn't feel like Space Jam, like where the first movie was all centered around like uh, the Looney Tunes and the and uh, Michael Jordan playing basketball. It kind of felt like Warner Brothers is excuse to do this whole thing within the context of Space Jam, essentially. So, like, it was Space Jam, but it doesn't even take place in space. It takes place in a computer that sort of has this space simulation. And, like, I know the Monstars show up for, like, a little cameo and all that stuff, but, like, it doesn't really feel like 
something that's like Space Jam. It feels like LeBron versus the computer. <laughs> but again, like, you know, this is sort of like a series sort of thing. So I guess saying it's within the Space Jam universe sort of lends itself to being like, you know, Space Jam. And I know I'm rambling and talking on and on, but these are just thoughts that I have after like seeing it, mm. like literally two hours later. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it, um, I thought it was a, a nice, a, a nice story. I think Al- algae. Yeah. I think algae was kind of a weird villain, but I understand why. Cause it's the whole, like, it's got to be the game. The game that the kid made is the game that LeBron James has to master and all this stuff to understand his son. So it works. I like it. Uh, I think that it was cool to see Clay Thompson and Damian Lillard and Anthony uh, Anthony Davis all in this movie as um, as the as the Goon Squad, as well as the two WNBA players that made their appearances on it. That was pretty cool that they uh, added those. Um, out of those players, I think it's the White Mamba, and uh, I I don't know the other woman's name, but she Arachnica. was the Arachnica. That's what it was. Um, and that, but here's the thing: the the cameos were really confusing to me because it said Draymond Green was in the movie. <laughs> I saw him, I, and then I was like, oh, I didn't see Draymond Green. And then oh, I that's... watched the credits, and it said like literal, like the second name was Draymond Green. I was like. Where where was he? The whole movie. He wasn't even there. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's not even the most confusing. It says right here, I looked it up. It says Kyrie Irving is in this film. Yet he's I haven't yeah, seen I, him in the film at all. I didn't see I didn't see Kyrie Irving either. <laughs> so So like those cameos are a little bit too hidden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so uh, if you have anything else to say, I'd like to move on to my thoughts on the film. All right, your your thoughts. Jacob's telling me his mic's not working. Oh. <laughs> uh, try to leave the thing and come back in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you can you can go on with your thoughts. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, in all honesty, I don't. It's been that long. It's been. Way too long since I watched the first Space Jam, which, yes, I have seen the first Space Jam. However, it's been way too long for me to remember what the hell even happened in Space Jam. So I watched A New Legacy as like a standalone film. Like I watched it like a new film. And honestly, I had a lot of fun. I hated that I watched it on HBO Max rather than going to the movies, but I didn't have any time. I had things to do. So that makes sense. Thank you, streaming. You're ruining our theater culture. However, at the same time, you are very, very <laughs> convenient at times of need, right? Like, if you're sick or you're something, you can't go to a theater, man. You, you, you get Brian, what I mean? Don't worry. I call, I call them out. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, here's the thing. Now, oh, gosh, you were you were talking about something and... The the thing is the thing about this one is that it's very modernized and I think I actually like it. That's what I like about the film is that it's actually like more modernized modernized for today's audience. You know, like because it was oh okay um you know oh gosh what was I gonna say um 
you mainly most of what you said was you know what i already thought of like yes i can agree uh, lebron's acting is hit or miss but in all honesty he's a basketball player like you can't and honestly he was <laughs> he was significantly better than michael jordan to be fair like michael mm. jordan's acting in space jam is literally like bugs buddy what are we gonna do oh we gotta play basketball okay but i play baseball now i'm retired from basketball it's like the worst acting i've been seeing space so, jam like, in so long the original <laughs> yeah I'm just so, glad that like, you saw the original the, for your age. The act, the acting, like the bronze acting is definitely a step up from Michael Jordan. So he kind of had that sort of, uh, what's the word? He had that on his side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I will say another con that I just thought of is it's pretty, like the, the main story, like the main conflict or the way the, not the main conflict, but. LeBron's conflict with the tunes is a little bit too reminiscent of the original Space Jam. Mm. Like, the whole thing is like, he's like, we're going to teach you the fundamentals. You have to play basketball like an actual basketball player. And that's the whole thing with Space Jam, the original, is Michael Jordan is trying to teach them to be basketball players when they're Looney Tunes. And they're like, oh, the secret is, is you need to be a Looney Tune instead of a basketball player. Like... So, I mean, I guess that that is Space Jam in a nutshell, but, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, it kind of felt a little bit too similar in that sort of way, like, where that kind of happens. Like, I feel like if they left that sort of plot point out, it would have been a little bit uh, more natural. But then again, back to you, Fate. Uh Jacob wanted to say something. What Did you, uh, did you have anything to say, Jacob? Jacob, what did you want to say? Um... Jacob, I'm going to pull up the picture. What was your guys' favorite part of the whole movie? Like, because some parts were, like, good, but, like, some parts were okay. Stop, Sean! I was, <laughs> I'm literally going to come in there after the stream and punch you in the face. Uh, for all you audio I, they, listeners, they need, Sean is currently showing a, a very <laughs> funny picture of Jacob on the stream. Uh... But no, so going I back to what to you asked. No, um, Sean, don't. Oh, gosh. How do I get into this without giving any spoilers, though? Because it just released today, so I don't Literally. know. I don't know if it's a good idea to even. You know, any spoilers? And, okay, so to your point, while you think of it, Sean, if you want to, the. Um, Don Cheadle has allergy. He did his job. That's what I'm going to say, because his character is annoying. <laughs> And it, he's frustrating, but that's what I love about him because um, because that's what a villain is supposed to be. A villain is supposed to make you feel like frustrated and just be like, ah, oh, just get rid of him already. So like, I enjoyed it. I I thought I liked his performance. I don't think it was like bad at all. And another thing, once again, and I will bring this up. I'm the most optimistic piece of shit you will find on this earth. But here's the thing: mm -hmm. Space Jam: A New Legacy. It's a family film. You can't like compare this to. Oh gosh, you can't even compare Boss this. Baby. To, uh, mm, you, you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll say that. Yeah, you can't compare it to something like Boss Baby. You you can't because it's a fun film. It's you're either gonna love it or you're either gonna hate it, right? You're gonna go in there and you're gonna have a bunch of laughs. You're not gonna and certainly you're gonna shed a couple tears, like I did for sure. I, you know, once again, like you were saying. The uh, father-son dynamic 
or the chemistry, I should say, not dynamic. I love that. I actually love that because you know what? I actually had a similar kind of experience growing up, like because I was some of the things that I was doing, I was doing to like, you know, work hard and, you know, achieve more. But then another thing was then my parents were saying, like, you should be having fun. You shouldn't be like, you know, stressing out or struggling or anything. And that's that's what I liked about it. That's what I really liked about it. Yeah, go ahead, Jacob. Oh, that was like trying. That was kind of like uh, one like kind of not main idea, but like something that they were bringing up. Like you just have to try and have fun. Mm. Like because basketball is just a game. They were saying like, but you wanted to still have fun, but the kid didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. The the uh, why it was such an important game, but. I think later on in the game, he figured out that the that he needed to help his dad. No, that was a spoiler. Mm-hmm. It was mm, kind of, but eh, I mean, no one's watching, but still, I mean, yeah, let's try and <laughs> stick away. But um, like I said before, this is a family film. I honestly enjoyed it. It certainly gave up. It certainly gave out vibes that like this is a family film and this should not be taken seriously at all. I thought it was quite very comedic. I don't think it's like. I don't think it was like ever like oh this is boring. I never felt that. I didn't feel that throughout the film, and uh, yeah, mainly what you said, Sean. I mean, there's not much bad things to say about it it was just a fun enjoyable ride it's you know because of personal reasons i didn't go to the theaters but honestly if i did have the time and i could go i would go watch this in theaters am i gonna watch it again maybe if i get a couple friends along but by myself no i think once again it's really nice that hbo max is having it on there because for obvious reasons but um, my personal opinion, uh, my personal opinion that this is a film that you should go into theaters and watch it. But if you're unable to, you can go and watch it on HBO Max. So that's my yeah. Yeah, yeah I will say that like the the reviews for this movie are awful. Like they're completely killing it. Oh no, I'm frozen. Or am I? Frozen? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Like you were you were very you were, you were very still. For <laughs> what can I say? I'm auditioning for Drax. But anyways, um, no, you were talking about reviews, and honestly, I agree yeah. with you. I I don't agree that because like here's the thing like the it seems like the bad reviews are coming from the fact that there is so much Warner Brothers plug in it, like for Game of Thrones or for uh, Mad Max. Literally, when LeBron these, falls these, down into the ground, it the his hole is literally the Nike sign, which yeah, like obviously yeah. I was that was the start. Like oh gosh, they're starting to plug a bunch of things. But I mean, yeah. how can I exp- I I don't know how many times I can explain this. This is a Space Jam movie made for today's audience. It's not for the hardcore Space Jam fans. You know what I'm saying? It's not a. Con- right. I don't know if it is or not, but I don't believe that this was a continuation. This is a film made for today's audience. That's yeah, and I mean, I I think that it was again because I said earlier it was like what it is is it's Space Jam, but it's like a smart it's like a celebration of the Warner Brothers um, catalog of movies like over the all the years like there's so many movies from Warner Brothers that are shown in this movie from like 
like the fifties to all the way up to today, where I feel like it's they're using this sort of Space Jam um, uh, framing to sort of bring all this, uh, all these um, movies together and sort of make it a celebration of Warner Brothers. And like, I mean, it makes sense because like Looney Tunes is the most Warner Brothers thing that you can think of. Mm-hmm. It's literally like there's nothing more Warner Brothers than the than the Looney Tunes. Like I like before if you if you had asked me if I knew that the Game of Thrones and uh, fucking The Matrix and Harry Potter were owned by Warner Brothers, I'd say, oh, like the place that owns the Looney Tunes. Like, I mean, obviously not because I actually do know that's <laughs> all that stuff. But if I was like a regular person, like that's what I that's what I would think. But um, uh, Sean, I got to stop uh, you right there. I got a voicemail. I'm going to check this. I'm going to mute my mic, but you can keep talking. Wait, um, Sean. Yeah, what do you? What was your favorite part, Jake? And I didn't say my favorite part, but um, uh, we can get to it. I. It was probably when they got to get reunited. Uh, LeBron and his uh, son. Yeah. Okay. But um, I was also I'm reading like these um, the reviews on the Space Jam movie, and a lot of these are five star ratings, but. Some of these are like one star, like, um, this one says, as I sat through the movie, I could actually imagine the meeting mate at Warner Brothers Studio, which spawns its creation. They played close attention to Disney's making it in the cash with Raph. Bell breaks. I don't know. The mm-hmm. I don't know. They were just go on about the movie, but I don't know. They were talking pretty good about it, but they rated it one star. Hmm. Well, I mean, it it's all it's all okay. Like, I mean, film is subjective. Like, people will love it, people will hate it, people will think it's okay. So. Because, like, honestly, Fate, he, he loves, like, all the Marvel stuff and, like, the Loki and Falcon Winter Soldier and all that stuff. And I, like, can't watch it. So, like, it's all, it's all up here. In um, all honesty, uh, though, perception. I will say, though, in all honesty, Loki is changing the game in terms of the MCU. I, look, I don't know mm-hmm. if I can convince you to watch it or not. But I think if you give it a watch, then maybe, just maybe. You might you might be a little interested. I wouldn't. I, I'm not gonna say that. Oh, Loki is a godsend. Oh, it's gonna get you back in the MCU. No, I don't know if that's the case. But like I said, it's it, Loki is more story than you know high paced action scenes. Right, and I mean I've been hearing good things, and then I've been hearing like, oh no, you don't. You shouldn't watch the show because like it's i've been hearing like yeah it's like a you it's a must watch show and then there's other people who are like no nah, it's not it's not great so i'm mm. i'm interested but i'm also like i don't know dude i don't know but uh i will go into what my favorite part of the movie was and i would say my favorite part of the movie was i think just the players how they integrated the players into the movie like, mm-hmm. um, like it, it's like it was pretty cool to see. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Clay Thompson as hot. Was it like hot wet fire? Wet fire. 
fire. Fire, wet fire that's what it was. Like wet fire. That was pretty cool because you know he's a splash brother, but he's also like he's on fire from the three point line. So that's that was pretty cool. And then like how they integrated like You know he's my favorite he's my favorite player in NBA two K. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Literally. But like and like I just think how the players were integrated into the film were pretty cool. Um I mean there wasn't a, really a lot of them. There was just the two WNBA players who I don't know their names. I'm sorry if that makes me a sexist piece of shit, but um yeah, oh. like those two players um <laughs> i mean it's okay no it's okay i mean you don't watch women's basketball so it's fine yeah i was gonna ask uh is this fine but uh and i i just thought like how they played um damian lillard as like you know dame time and uh mm-hmm. or chronos that's what i called him but it was dame time yeah come it's on. dame why, time why come on now why'd you why'd you even name him chronos why didn't you just name him dame time and then the brow being a bird or i mean because he's called the bird it was pretty cool um yeah i i just thought that it was very uh it was very creative when they come up came up for the players um also i know there was a bunch of complaints about lola bunny not being a big titty a big titty uh queen but this film, she's she's a lot more enjoyable than in the original Space Jam. Because in the original Space Jam, she's just there to be a big titty queen and be like, oh my god, Bugs. Oh, oh I'm going to look pretty and you're going to want to have weird bunny sex. Ah, no! Okay, no. Sean. Okay, I'm just going to... Yeah, uh, children are no, present, one... Sean. <laughs> yeah, Sean. And this one, she was just a lot cooler like she just seemed like she was uh well she's voiced by zendaya so i i expect her to be cool well i mean but like the way that she like because she was part of the wonder woman comic and uh yeah she was doing that trial and then she was also also the the fact that they i'm sorry to interrupt you but the fact that they used the actual like gal gadot wonder woman theme it was so much fun that was fun yeah it was it Again, this is less of a Space Jam movie and more of a celebration of Warner Brothers and their their catalog. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, it, it was just it was just it was just cool. It was just cool to see all of that. Do I think it makes a good Space Jam movie? I don't know, but it was definitely an enjoyable movie. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 um, no, no. I yeah. it uh, as a film itself, or more importantly, a family film itself. I think this is. This stands out. This is fun. This is great. Yeah. And I mean, like, you can even see, like, the Danny DeVito penguin and the mask standing in the background. It's like, those yeah. films are not for fucking kids. <laughs> and, and, the, and the guy and the guy from uh, Game of Thrones, that weird, like, looking guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but um, yeah, Jacob, you want to see somebody? Uh, I was gonna say I liked when they made um, the characters 3D at that one part. Oh, you mean live yeah, action? They, they look pretty. They look pretty crisp. Yeah, it, um, it was good animation. Because usually when you have that problem where they're like they're 3Dified, mm. like they tend to look kind of like I don't know, hard to look at. But right, in right, this right. case, they look they look pretty cool. Yeah. No, I agree. I I I, I think they did a fantastic job with that, but. Yeah. Anyways, and also I That's really. That's all I have to say. 
Yeah, uh, that's but yeah, that's all. Yeah, uh, that's also what I gotta say. We got we actually have to move on because there's we got a, quite a lot to talk about, Sean. But uh, we're gonna move on to the next uh, item on the binge report. That being Boss Baby family business now sean i know you haven't seen it so you can just get the fuck out of here uh, but i'm gonna plug in my i'm gonna plug in my laptop before it dies yeah go ahead you go ahead uh but jake and jacob buddy uh yes. so you saw this when did you see this um i think maybe a week ago gotcha and well where did you where did you watch it did you watch it on peacock or did you watch it on i watched it on peacock okay i did the same thing and uh yeah. i'm not gonna lie uh, so just going to start out by saying that this is a fantastic sequel. I think sequel wise, yeah. this was really good. Uh, and also, uh, the fun thing is that I watched this right after Space Jam. So it's kind of continuing the whole family dynamic. Oh. And, well, yeah. Uh, family. Like family business. That's literally the title. Yeah. That's literally the title. So I, I love that. Like, okay. So, uh, Tim and Ted have issues, but then they're going to bond over this situation and, oh, it it was very enjoyable, and halfway through the film, I didn't even realize that. Um, uh, oh gosh, hold on. Let me. James Marsden was uh, voicing Tim and God, Tim. Yeah, James Marsden voices Tim. At at first, I felt like he was a little bit weird because uh, Tobey Maguire. Uh, voiced the older Tim in the first film, but I was okay with it because, well, I know for a fact that Toby wasn't going to do this film. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. But, um, no, I think... So, the, the question that I'm going to ask is that, for myself at least, for all the viewers, is that, was the, what, would it be worth it to go to a movie theater to watch this? Only if you have kids that want to watch it. However, if you want to watch it and you're older, and you got other things to do. This doesn't seem like a film that you'd want to go and watch it on a big screen. You know, there's there's some there's some films that you want to watch on a big screen, and there's other films that you you know you're okay watching it at home. Uh, you know, in this instance, Space Jam is most definitely a film that you want to go and watch on a big screen. However, Boss Baby, Family Business, I mean, should it be watched? That's up to you, the viewers, whoever want to watch it. Sorry, I got something stuck in my throat. Uh, whoever wants to watch it, that's your decision. However, in my opinion, I, I'm not going to go watch. I wasn't going to go watch this movie in theater. I was going to watch it on Peacock. And you know what? I had a fantastic experience with Peacock because I also have Peacock Premium now. So I was like, oh, let's check it out. And it was fan-freaking-tastic. And I liked it. And honestly, I don't know if they should even make a third film. But if they do, it'll probably be good because the second one was good. And honestly, that's all I got to say. I thought it was very, like, it was very heartwarming. Had a lot of laughs. Jeff Goldblum is in this film, which I literally immediately detected as soon as, as soon as he started talking. I was like, hey, that's Jeff Goldblum. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think. I think this is a fun, warm, uh, you know, heartwarming family film. Moving yeah. on to you, Jacob. What do you think? Um, I'm not. Um, I'm gonna be right back because I'm gonna make myself a glass of juice. I'll be right back. Alrighty. I do have a question though because I caught a no. little bit of it. Okay. Does Tim have like the biggest voice drop in the world from the first to the second film? I was. I know he sounded like a man. 
in the second one. You didn't sound like a boy. Well, that's because in the second film, and sorry for spoilers, of course, everybody, but um, uh, Tim Templeton in the second film is now an adult with a wife wow. and two kids. And so now the, it's oriented around them now. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, <laughs> he had, like, a Kingdom Hearts voice drop. This is my very first, because I'm playing the games right now. You and Kingdom Hearts. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I just finished the first one, and I'm playing uh, King, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which is the one that came immediately after. But Hallie Jill Osment plays the main character, Sora. Right. And in the first one, it was made in 2002. Mm. So, about 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> and um, he's a kid. Um, you, you know the Sixth Sense, right? No. You don't know the Sixth Sense? I don't know it either. It's okay. You know the boys, right? Yeah. So, you, you, know, you know the char- the character and the boys who, like, he touches people and he can read their minds? And then, right. And so he, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, the, like, the fat-looking guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He kind of looks... Yeah, he's who plays Sora. So, 20 years ago, I think he was, like, 12. <laughs> so, he had, like, a undeveloped voice. And so, like, seven years later, when they remastered the, uh, the, uh, uh, the one of the in-between games, his voice dropped. So, he went from sounding like a little kid to sounding like I sound but still in this little kid body. So it's really weird to see him talk. <laughs> so kind of like what I sound like to what you sound like. Yeah. And it's, it's like literally one game apart, and he's like the same age. He hasn't like grown or anything. So I'm just like, nah, this doesn't work, dude. <laughs> and that was a little bit too much of a side quest. All right, Jacob, I bought you time. Talk about Boss Baby. All right, thank you. Um, I enjoyed it. Um... Kind of like reminded me of like um Space Jam because like I realize now that they a bunch of movies are getting sequels to it like number two is kind of yeah, yeah sequels um, yeah yeah and um like when we were watching the like uh like the ads. There was like another sequel of another show that's coming out. I was like, there's a lot of sequels coming out, but they aren't as good as the originals. That's just what I've been noticing. That's just my opinion. I don't know about you guys, but I like the originals of both movies way more. Oh, you like uh, the first uh, Boss Baby? Yeah, I like that one. I can respect that. And And you know what? Uh, now that I think about it, you know what? I'll also say that. Uh, I'll I'll second that. I think the first one is, it's not like way better than the second one, no. but, but I certainly think it's like, I think it it's more iconic because it's about yeah. like the brothers and, and the second film is a continuation. So like, I wouldn't think like, oh, it, it's not like comparing Space Jam, right? Space Jam 1, you have to like, you can then compare, like, yeah, Space Jam 2 was better than that. But if it was a continuation, then you 
can't really say much. You can only say like, yeah, it was good or, oh no, it was worse. You can only say that when it, if it's a continuation. Yeah. However, if it's a sequel, uh, like if it's a second film, which in this case, I might, dare I say it, I think it's even a remake, Space Jam 2 or Space Jam A New Legacy, because they never, they never uh, promoted it as two. They never promoted yeah. it as a second film, so... Kind of like uh, Back to the Future, like Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3. Hmm. Like, those Back to the Future movies have 1, 2, and 3 in them, but... Right. Like, these movies that we've been watching with sequels, but they aren't, like, ones and twos and threes like that. Yeah, let me, let me jump into the video game world here. Like, Assassin's Creed Origins, right? Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey. They're not connected, but they're, like, the same, the same, like, brand. Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm talking about here. So, yeah. <laughs> Sean seems like he's got a, something to say. Got it. Gotta take it back to Kingdom Hearts. Oh there's God! Kingdom Hearts One. <laughs> there's Kingdom Hearts One, and then there's the actual second game, Chain of Memories, and then there's Kingdom Hearts Two, and then uh, Three Five Eight or Two Days, and then Birth by Sleep, then Recoded, then uh, Birth by Sleep. No, no, I said Birth by Sleep. Then Dream Drop Distance, then Three. So Three is actually the eighth game in the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I swear. But, anyways. Um, I think that wraps it up. I think it was really, I thought it was, I mean, a couple of nice things that I thought about the second, the sequel was that, uh, you know, they had the original cast from, uh, well, most of the previous cast from the first film, like Lisa Kudrow, Jimmy Kimmel, um, playing the grandparents now, uh, which I thought was a lot of fun. And, yeah, no, that, both, of the, both of the films that we talked about so far are very heartwarming, so that's all I got to say. I had a lot of fun today. It's been a fun day, and it's going to get even fun. It's going to get even more fun. So, yeah, anyways, that's about it for the, for the first two, at least. So, um, uh, Jacob, I don't know if you want to stick around or if you want to head out. That's up to you, but uh, we're going to move on to the uh, binge report. I don't care, Sean. Do you want me to leave, or...? I think you should, because you won't really have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get food anyway, so... I know I don't know what you want. So I'm going to pick you up something. Oh, you're going to give me Panda. How do you know what I want? I got a gift card. No one gave it to me. How do you know what I want? Okay, uh, I've, I've ordered our Panda with you, so you want... Um, broccoli, beef, uh... Yeah. Uh, clean and like white rice and no, you're chicken. wrong. Fried rice, fried ah! rice, and orange chicken, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. All right, bye. Bye. Can Thank you, you so much for being water? here. All right, you're welcome. Bye, bye. Jacob, get me a sparkling water. All right. <laughs> bye. See. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Thank All you right. for bringing him on here. All right, Sean. Yeah, he's a cool little dude. Alrighty, Sean. Uh, we might want to quickly go through the rest of your binge report because I just saw that you have 21 stories. Yeah, the, uh, main indeed. <laughs> but anyways, Sean, you're you're gonna love this. Yes. You're gonna love this man because uh, 
I'm I'm actually you know what I'm actually gonna call this like we're actually gonna start from here now. So this is gonna be like the official binge report, I guess. I don't know. I don't the the whole point is that it's numbered, so I don't want to get myself confused. So this is the first item officially on the binge report. Now, Sean, you're gonna lose your cool. You're gonna lose your shit. If you don't, I'm gonna be really disappointed. But finally, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in Fitate's Family Friday history, I've official it's it's official. I can officially say that I have seen Slumdog Millionaire. Dude! Finally! <laughs> Holy shit. No, I'm on the podcast. I'm sorry for yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this real short. And you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say this is one of the best international films I've ever goddamn seen. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's not Bollywood, but it is very good Indian cinema. You know the casting. <laughs> I, it's, I, it's directing by a British man, but okay, go go. Yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. no. You know what? <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, one of Dib Patel's best work, as far as I've seen of his work. And I thought the, um, I thought the casting was fantastic. Definitely a lot of familiar faces. Some of the most of the references that's in this film, I you know I recognized immediately. So like as an Indian. Watching this film, I loved it, and I can understand why. Am I honestly? I thought it was just gonna be when I saw it as a kid because I only saw the bit where they were putting the um, they were putting on the electric cables on his toes. That's the that's what I saw when I was a kid. However, when I when I watched it this time, it made a lot more sense, and it was really good. The way the story and everything ties in, and yes. And uh, no, actually no, no, I did not wait throughout the entire end credit scene. I I didn't watch J Ho. I will not watch. I will not listen to that song because I've listened to it enough throughout high school. I won't listen to it again. But other than that, the acting is great. The casting is great. The story is great. God damn it! I don't know why I didn't watch this movie before, but I've seen it now. Boom and face get wrecked. Is this? Did you not watch J Ho just because you thought there were better Bollywood songs? <laughs> there are way, despite the fact that they got one of the best Indian composers to do this film. I no, I, there are way better songs than J Ho. Way better. This was this was this was an international film, which I can understand why they decided to do that song. But the thing is, the first couple of times I enjoyed it, I respected it, but. After every time, every time they bring up like, oh, we're going to do an Indian dance. We're going to do a Bollywood dance. Then they use that song. And I'm like, guys, there are better songs you can dance to. Okay. There are a lot better. This is what the Bollywood film industry is, is made on. How do you think they make so much money? It's not the movies. It's the songs. So I don't know, man. We're going to keep going, though. Slumdog Millionaire, one of the best um, international films I've ever seen. Sean, you want to say something about it? Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about it, but um, yeah. just give it to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jacob, just give me the water. Thank you. Um, what I, I, um, so I, I was like you a little bit. When I first heard about Slumdog Millionaire, I was afraid of it because it was rated R. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. And also, it was, it, it was Indian, so I was like, oh, so it's not even going to be in English. I was wrong, even though parts of it are in Indian, I believe. 
Yeah, in Hindi, Hindi, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I think I think it's an interesting uh, framing for a story like this because it's like it's framed within this interrogation that's framed within him being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, telling the story of him and his brother surviving on the streets, um, and him trying to which, and like him trying to find him uh, trying to find his girl. Yeah, and him yeah. trying to find the girl that he loves. Um, and I, it's interesting how they like find like they just sort of go through this whole thing where like like you know the question and basically it's it's kind of it's it's a little bit like uh like what am i gonna say it's a little bit contrived how they uh have that sort of laid out where every single question he knows because he witnessed it on the street like it even has that moment where like um he knows who's on the one hundred dollar bill because a white guy gave it to him. Right. Yeah. But he doesn't know who's on the who's on the one hundred dollar bill for India. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. Like it's just like how would he not know who was on an India? Has he never used Indian money before? But I digress. It's very enjoyable. I do like the framing devices that they added to it. I think that his brother in the movie is a little dickhead, and like freaking just completely fucks him over and it's kind of fucked up just because he's jealous that this girl you know i'm not gonna lie i was just surprised by the the uh the actor who plays the brother hold on let me let me find him here because i don't know if you know this million dollar arm right yeah he was a million dollar arm and i got so surprised i was like (gasps) so it was interesting Mm -hmm. seeing him in this kind of character i was just like whoa okay yowza but right. no, honestly, I just, uh, I loved it. I loved it. I don't know, I think man. I think it's interesting because the dynamic between the brothers is like the older one is sort of like taking care of the younger one. But as he's like taking care of the under one, he really like loses his innocence and sort of like, like he, he like basically he gets this sort of complex where like he he's like, he's a gangster and he's got to do gangster things like like uh getting a gun and shooting at people and right and like you know like ha- having forceful sex with a young girl even though it's it's definitely like this age but it's still I, really weird i will <laughs> say this i will say this for an indian though if an indian were to watch this they would probably have to think twice before watching this kind of film because it's not like most Bollywood films. I mean, we have Bollywood films. We have Indian films that are like um, Slumdog Millionaire these days. But I mean, just back then, that was just like, oh, my parents did not approve of that. That's why they didn't let me watch it. But now I watched it, and man, well, I, I remember seeing it for the first time. I remember seeing it for the first time, and I was like, what is he doing? Like, why is he threatening to shoot his brother? And why is this girl going into the room? And my mom's like, well, he's probably gonna rape her. And I was like. What the fuck, mom? Why would you tell me that? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, anyways, like, I think that the framing devices and the way the story's told is very interesting. Um, I also, like, I I do think it's kind of funny how, like, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire host is, like, purposely trying to fuck him up, but he still doesn't fuck him up. I know. (laughs) And he's like, oh, this guy must be cheating. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Dude, I know Kapoor is 
he's fantastic, <laughs> dude. I, you don't you don't see him much in dude, I will I will recommend you probably won't watch him, but I'll recommend some Bollywood films that's have Anil Kapoor and you'll fall in love with him. Uh but <laughs> all right. But I do like the ending as well. Like I think the whole goal yeah. of the film is basically it's just him trying to find his girl. And yeah. he goes on who wants to be a millionaire, not because he wants to win a million dollars. He wants to find his girl. And yeah. he knows that she watches she watches who wants to be a millionaire every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, I need to call the number and then he calls his does he call his brother or does he call her? No, wait, what was it? It was like the the brother gives his brother, but she has his yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. He has his she has his brother's phone. So he right. calls his brother and she answers. And then he's God, oh, it's just such an iconic shot when he's like laying in the bathtub full of money and he just like yeah. throws a gun on the on the on the mobsters so he bleeds all over the money and they can't use it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was uh, like it's just a whole ending part is just so it's so good. I really it's one of the my favorite endings actually. Damn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Whew. I you know, honestly, these past two weeks I've been just waiting for your rea- reaction because I know every single time you keep saying that, dude, you should watch something like Millionaire. And I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I finally watched it and I fell in love with it. And you lost your shit, so I'm so happy. Yeah, well, I mean, and the thing is, is this isn't a Bollywood film. It's like an Indian language film that's directed by somebody from Great Britain. So international film. Regularly, like it is an international film. It's like a regular structured film. Like if this was a Bollywood film, it'd probably be a lot more like uh, not as dark. Essentially, from my understanding, uh, it wouldn't be as dark. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you there because these days, even back then, I'll even say that there are some stories that are really dark, and they don't have them like uplifting, like they don't have those like super heartwarming and super like fun like musical items. They don't have those musical, you know, uh, what do you call them? Music right. videos, whatever. Did you say that right. Did you say that was recently? What? Did you did you say that was more recent where they started to get darker or No, 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 no. There's still there there are definitely a couple of Bollywood films back that like ever since back then that are like pretty dark. Okay. There's one film okay. that I recommend if you really want a dark story. Uh it's it's called I believe it's called Black and it's about this uh girl who can't see, who can't hear um and who can't talk and like she's going through all this all this shit i recommend you go watch it but i digress um you were saying something about uh sorry uh podcast somebody but um yeah so essentially like because i know the ones that you recommended me to watch i think the darkest one that I watched was Gully Boy. And that was still like, mm. it was kind of just like the Indian eight mile. And like, it wasn't even like as dark as eight mile. Like the darkest part was like his dad cheats on his mom and then his mom gets mad. So he grabs his dad and it's just like, you do not touch my mother. And then he like left. And then his grandma's just like, how did your father like that? And it's, <laughs> and that was like the darkest part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but anyway, like, I don't know. I just, in terms of, uh, 
like a Indian film. I haven't watched a lot outside of Bollywood, but this is definitely my favorite. And it's a, it's also a popular film. It's like seen all over the world. It swept the Academy Awards in every major category. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's a very very good film, and uh, probably one of my favorites actually. Hmm. Uh oh. Anyways, we're gonna keep the bag. We're gonna keep the train going because we got a bunch. To talk about, we're going to move on to the next item on the binge report, and I don't know why I keep, uh, I I took so much time to work on the poster art so that I can switch to the article, the binge report cam, but I never switch to the binge report cam. But ladies and gentlemen, people, uh, the second uh, the second item on the binge report is Independence Day. What? Bring me something bad. What'd you say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me repeat that again. The second item on the binge report is Independence Day. You you just saw Independence Day, dude? Yeah. Oh my god, you have all these films that I want to talk about that you watch, dude. Alright. Uh, how did you like Independence Day? I, You know what? The, the only note that I wrote, the only note that I wrote, I'd say it's better than the Bayverse Transformer series when it comes to story. It is definitely, and that's hilarious because it is definitely not like super story based film. <laughs> like, it's literally just like the visuals Americans and the in, like you know it's the most America movie you probably could ever watch. <laughs> it's got like it's fucking like today on July Fourth, the American Independence Day, the whole world declares independence. From the aliens, right? And I yeah. mean, like, I'm, this is this is this isn't this isn't me like shitting on the film or anything. This is like this is fucking hilarious. It's an amazing, <laughs> great ass film, but it's it's great just because of how like stupid it is. So like, it's just so like fuck yeah, America. Like the White House gets blown up. The president goes up with the fighter squadron to kill the to destroy the ship. The, the freaking, the redneck who claimed to be freaking <laughs> abducted by aliens is being like, <laughs> our, our planes don't have any more bombs. How are we going to, how are we going to blow up the ship? And then he just flies in with his crop, <laughs> he flies in with his fucking crop duster with a bomb connected to it. <laughs> Hello, boys. I'm back. Just, oh, there's so, just so many good fucking amazing parts in that movie. Dude, so, Will yeah. Smith just uh, punches, <laughs> just punches one of the aliens, and I'm just like, "Yep, this is an American movie." <laughs> dude, that he fucking punches the alien, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like anybody who says Independence Day is bad, like oh. I don't know, you shouldn't be watching it. You shouldn't <laughs> be watching it critically, dude. I know it's uh, one of those films yeah. that you shouldn't it, be it, watching it, critically. It, it, yeah, at all. Uh, but one note, one note that I have to say though is that uh, Bill Pullum, who plays the president of the United States, in the Bill, Bill Pullman, yeah. Bill, sorry. He's, yeah, the president. Pullman, sorry. Uh, Pullman. So this actually surprised me because I was like, this guy looks familiar, and then I remembered, oh, he was in uh, Torchwood Spaceball. Miracle Day. No, uh, I. Uh, he was in Torchwood. Yeah, he was in Torchwood. He was in Torchwood Miracle Day. Oh my goodness. He was in Spaceballs as well. I never seen Spaceballs. I mean, I wouldn't recommend watching it, hmm. but it is it is a Mel Brooks parody of Star Wars. I see. Yeah. 
Uh, I wouldn't recommend it though, just because it's just it's kind of. I mean, it's Mel Brooks, so it, it's it's good, but like, mm. I don't know. It, it's pretty silly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, what else? Uh, what else can I say about Independence Day? I think it's fantastic. It's the most America film that I could watch. Yeah. And honestly, I will. Yeah, I'm gonna say this again. I love Transformers. However, Independence Day, when it comes to story, as a film at least is way better than Transformers because when you see Transformers and just everything falling down, it's not as chaotic as Independence Day. Independence Day is way more chaotic. They just fall down, they come in, and man, it's like, because the thing about Independence Day is that you're wondering, like, what are they going to do next? What are they going to do next? And it's so, it's, I don't know, man. I could talk about Independence Day all day, but we got to keep moving, ladies and gentlemen, people. Yeah. The second item on the binge report is Mad Max Fury Road. Dude, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, you talk about Mad Max Fury Road first, because I want to know what you think about it. It. I. There's no story. It's just cool vehicles and artistic visuals. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. But um, it's still really good, though. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I agree. Which, which I agree. It's really good. That's kind of that's kind of how Mad Max is though, to be fair. It is very just like just cars and fighting and the very first Mad Max is like really really like it's like com- it's totally low budget. It looks like it was like filmed as a student film to be fair. But um like after that Road Warrior, Thunderdome and Fury Road, like those are all more upscale productions that take place in the apocalypse rather than like it just seems like Mad Max just takes place in regular day. Mm. But um, Mad Max Fury Road was the first Mad Max movie I saw. And I had no idea what it was. And I remember watching it. Uh, <laughs> it's again a very over the top, ridiculous film. So, like, I remember when I watched it. Uh, the first time in the movie theater, and I was like, oh my god, this film is awesome. Dude, like, everything is just completely ridiculous and just, like, incredibly uh, impressive, technically. Like, there's, like, you know that, like, that final, like, uh, car crash at the end where, like, Immortan Joe's car just, like, kind of crashes at the end? Mm. That is not visual effects. That is fucking stop motion. Like... It's fucking, it's just amazing. You can see what they did, but it's like, it's just amazing how they did that with stop motion where they kind of like crumbled the car. Um, In terms of the story, this is not a good story film at all. It's literally drive that, it's drive that way. They get there, drive back. And it's like, uh, oh, okay. (laughs) And Tony, and also it's about, uh, the romance, the the romantic story of mm. uh, the love story of uh, Tony, because Tony's in this film apparently. Witness oh, me, yeah, 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 yeah. I and the, the Wiley Coyote was. Oh my Jam. god! Yeah, I wanted I wanted to bring that up in Space Jam. I was just like, oh my god! I just saw this. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just saw it. I was like, oh, Bad Max? Okay, cool. <laughs> but, um, 
yeah. That was also very that was very sad where where fucking the only the only fucking I forget what they're called. What are they what are the what are the white slaves called? I don't the, know. The I, can't, I can't uh, remember. I think his name's like Nut or something. I don't know. Let me look up his name. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh uh yeah. Nicholas Holt's uh role? Nux. His name is Nux. I thought it was right. Nut. <laughs> but yeah, like Nux and who was who was the fucking girl that he was trying to get with? Capable. I don't remember what Capable. Okay, so that was Riley Keough. Okay. Yeah, okay, so Dang. Okay, so he yeah, yeah, that was sad. I, I remember seeing that and I was like, come on, why couldn't Nux have survived? He's a good little Nicholas Holt white white slave thing. I don't know, you know. But yeah, like honestly, his line in fucking Mad Max Fury Road is like, "What a lovely day!" What a lovely day! Um, it's just so it's so iconic. It's like probably the most iconic line from that film. It's just him. He's just like, "What a lovely day! What a lovely day!" <laughs> But uh, yeah, Nux. Nux was a standout character. I did find it interesting in Fury Road that the 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 protagonist of Mad Max Fury Road, Mad Max, says like two words, and it's my name is Max, <laughs> <laughs> or that's three words. He's like my name is Max. Well, he says a couple other things, but that is my name. <laughs> but yeah, no. Are they gonna make another one? Are they making another Mad Max? Has it been confirmed? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Like I mean, that was a very that was a very like passion project thing, because mm. like and it was up for an Oscar, which was incredible. <laughs> that movie was up for an Oscar because of how uh, over the top and like honestly like ridiculous it is. Usually, the Academy doesn't like films like that. Right. Like there's a literal there's like a literal guy with a fucking blindfold on his head. Ripping ass on the guitar, just like (laughs) like there's like a car just dedicated to him playing the fucking guitar, and it's legendary, dude. But like, I feel I think like because all the Mad Max movies were directed by George Miller, not Joji, (laughs) the other George Miller, the Australian George Miller. Um, (laughs) but um, (laughs) Potato doesn't know who Joji is. I know who Joji is. You did. You said George Miller, so I was just like, "What?" George. Okay, so jo- Joji's name is George Miller. But the oh. guy who directed Mad Max Fury Road is his name is George Miller. I see. But but he he's directed all of the Mad Max movies, and dude's like fucking eighty years old. So I don't know if he's gonna direct another one. <laughs> uh, hey hey hey! Martin Scorsese is pretty old, but he's still making films. Oh no, he's only seventy six. We can direct another one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, other, other. I think I. We'll see, because the last Mad Max movie before Fury Road was directed in nineteen eighty five. So I mean, there's still time, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really see how. Oh, they're making Furiosa. They're making a Furiosa movie. Mm. I yeah. Yeah. And it's gonna be about family. 
No, please don't be about them. Dude, there's been so... Okay, because I've been on the Kingdom Hearts subreddit, and every oh single thing is just like... <laughs> <laughs> every single thing is just like... My <laughs> fucking Ansem, the main villain of Kingdom Hearts, is just like, fill me with darkness! And Sora is just like, I know deep in my heart that Kingdom Hearts is family. <laughs> and he like it just replaces his head with fucking Vin Diesel <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid mm. uh, but anyway yeah Mad Max Fury Road incredibly stupid incredibly good <laughs> that's, that's my thing <laughs> yeah. yeah time killer time killer uh, yeah it is a time killer but it's also a good film yeah like it's actually a really good film the music and also, I, I also, yeah, I you remember, I, I forget which one it is, but the guy who gets the glass like fucking sprayed into his eyes after Furiosa snipes the light, like, and then he puts the thing on and he's just like, I, I forget who I the details, but he's just like yelling because he got the fucking glass stuck in his eyes. Mm. That's actually a standout moment from the film. I don't know if you remember it. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I don't yeah. remember that. But, uh, anyways, we're gonna move on to the next film. Excuse me. Uh, I don't know why. I, once again, I don't know why. You know what I need to do? I need to make a Vingerport screen where it shows the poster, shows me, and it shows you. That's what I need to do. Next next episode, we'll have that. But, uh. Okay, this uh, this item on the video part is not going to wow you so much because uh, this is something you most definitely haven't seen. Uh, Werewolves Within, fourth item on the video part. Nope. So this is a so this is a I think Ubis- I've heard of it though. So this is a Ubisoft film uh, created by uh, Josh Rubin, who is one of the uh, College Humor guys, and oh yeah, and uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, I paid six dollars to watch it, and uh, I mean. Did I have fun? Yes. However, as a film, for the first time ever, Sean, I'm going to say this. It was kind of a disappointment. As a film. Okay. However, the, it entertained. It, it was just a disappointment to my own like expectations. Because uh, let me talk about some of the good things. Um, so the ed- editing-wise, it definitely felt like Edgar Wright style of editing like the quick pans and the uh humorous cuts i you know the j cuts and everything um it's it's certainly fun to me and funny to me and and this is okay so this is what i wrote actually this was this is the one that i wrote the most notes for however this is however this movie is overrated and showed potential but this wasn't a great movie that i was hoping it would be the only reason why i was interested in this was because of the fact that it was a ubisoft film and since I love Mythic Quest, which is also a Ubisoft show, I thought that it would be just as good. Unfortunately, it's not even close to being as good as, as it is. This is a film you shouldn't take seriously. It's, uh, to sum it up, it's Knives Out with Werewolves. It's a good, it's a good fun comedy film. However, as like a whodunit murder mystery, this doesn't even come close to Knives Out. Also, it, it doesn't really have a lot of werewolves. I'm just gonna spoil it for you. Not a lot of, not a lot of werewolves, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I I feel like it was a bit rushed. I feel like um, you know, it, there should have been a lot more to each character. 
I just feel like, okay, they were there because, you know, oh, yeah, we're suspects. But then, like, literally in, like, the last half hour, everything is almost resolved. Well, it, as it should, but I mean, like, in the middle of the film, I should say, most of the side characters are, like, set aside. It's like they're out of the picture now, which makes no sense. But once again, like I said, I think it was fun seeing uh, Milana Vaintreb, who is known as the AT&T lady uh, in the ads. And uh, she definitely had a really fun performance in that. I really liked it. And everyone else was fantastic. Well, not, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you want to expect. It has it had potential. But to my expectations, it wasn't as good. But for other people, it might be. Would I pay six, would I, you know, would I go watch this in theaters? No. Probably not. I would. I'm. I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't pay eight dollars and I paid six dollars. Just rented it on Apple TV, and I watched it. And yeah. And also, I uh, I, I discovered the song, uh, uh, the sign by uh, what is it? What is it? I saw the sign. sign. I opened up my eyes. I saw, I saw the, sign. the sign. Yeah, it's uh, uh by Ace of Base. Um. So. Yeah, that was fun. That, that's all I'll say. I think it was fun, however, expectation-wise, and, like, after seeing Knives Out, it's, it's, it's not that good. It's not that good. I think Knives Out is great as yes. well. I think the only thing that kills me about Knives Out is the fact that it has that fucking trope. Not the trope, but it has, like, the device where she vomits every time she lies. So it's like pretty obvious where every where anything is gonna happen, because like if she vomits, oh she's lying, and then gets to the end. I think the only like the only clever way that they used because I remember when we saw it and she like vomited after she lied. Me and my mom were like, "What is she like pregnant or something?" It doesn't make any sense. But uh, but at the end, well, but it's when stress. She's able to hold her vomit. When, at the end, when she's able to hold her vomit down, yeah. I think that's the only clever way that they used it in that yeah. film, where she holds it down until he confirms the lie. What do you or think it is? It Let me ask you something. Falls into the lie. Let me ask you something as a filmmaker. What do you think the actual vomit is? Because like you keep seeing people vomiting. What is it, Ashley? Is it just like beef stew <laughs> that they just throw it's on like, Chris Evans' face? It's probably like thickener added to like soup. Yeah, like that because like 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 gelatin or something like a little bit of yellow that's added to soup or something. I sure hope so. But anyways, we're gonna move on to the next item on the binge report. I liked. I really liked Werewolves Within. However, it was a disappointment. I think I I I can keep going. You got twenty one stories on the binge on the thingy thingy. All right, the fifth item on the binge report is Pitch Perfect, and I'm just gonna. (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe you had just saw that movie. Uh, I've been shot. I've been shot. <laughs> uh, here are my two. Here are my two notes, and then we'll keep moving. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. And my second note is: uh, it's a coincidence that the first song they sing is the sign by Ace of Bass because I just discovered the song from watching Werewolves Within. So I was just. I was I was able to be oh, hey that's the song, but no it was very enjoyable. I love listening to music, so this was a perfect song, perfect film for me. And uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it is a very 
like what's it, it okay here's the thing it's a very by the numbers movie mm-hmm. but it is like somehow very very it's like a very iconic film i guess it's because it's like very women focused and like women empowering and it's just it's like really fresh to see that um it's also like one of the more recent films just kind of kind of start that sort of uh uh, what's the word that uh trend not trend but like it's not a trend but to like kind of be more women focused which Mm. is great and it's like it doesn't focus on women being all like nice and polite it just focuses on being like being people being Itchy, being nice, being having fun, all these different things. So yeah, just it's just a really nice, relatable movie, and it also like launched Anna Kendrick and Rebel Wilson and mm-hmm. uh, what's her, what, was, oh, what was the black woman's name? I forget her name. It, it's like Esther something. Um, yeah, like all of them are like very they they got like a really good jump start from this, as well as um what's his name Ben Platt. If you know who Ben Platt is. Oh, Ben Platt. Yeah. Yeah. I lost yeah. my mind when he started singing. I got the magic in me. I was like, ah, <laughs> ah, that was so good. Yeah. And like, and you, from that, I mean, I guess I, I think his like dad is actually really well connected, but like, um, he's in Dear Evan Hansen, which like uh-huh. originated the, the role on Broadway and now he's going to be in the movie. So that's, that's pretty cool. And then, I, I was just cool to see where he got like his his start essentially, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, and uh, I just think it's just a very enjoyable movie. It's not like anything to write home about, really, in terms of like its execution, but it's just a really enjoyable movie to watch. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. It's, also, it's a nice film. I, I've probably seen it like fifteen times, honestly. Damn, because my sister, my sister really liked it, but. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I'd see why. Also, I gotta say, I'm really glad that I saw um, the Breakfast Club before watching this because, like, the fact yeah. that it, I, the fact that Anna Kendrick's character hasn't seen uh, Breakfast Club, I'm just like shaking my head. I'm just like, girl, that's one of the most iconic films. How dare you not see that? And then she sings. <laughs> Don't you forget about me at the end. I, I'm sorry to spoil it, but oh my god, I lost my mind when she started singing it. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very satisfying. Yes, um, I do also really like the joke of the movie where like, um, she like he's like, oh, you haven't seen Star Wars, but that's like the most like epic thing that like fucking Darth Vader is Luke's father, and then she's like, his name is Darth Vader. Vader in German is father. His name is literally Darth Father, and I'm like. Okay. Thank you for fucking telling me actually how bad of a writer George Lucas was this whole time. <laughs> Let's digress anyway, that. Let's yeah. not get into that. Uh we're gonna move on to the next item on the binge report. That being or uh the sixth item on the binge report, that being a quiet place. I have not seen a quiet place. So. Oh you haven't seen it. Mm. I, I have not seen it, but it, I, from what I hear about it, it's pretty good. It's like it's. I heard really Quiet good. Place Two was not. I heard Quiet Place Two wasn't as good. Uh, I didn't see it. So. Well, fun fact, actually, uh, that's actually the seventh item on the binge part. Quiet Place Part Two, oh, because it just landed on Paramount Plus, and I was just like, hey, why don't I just watch them both 
you know, in, in a row. So I was just like, let's do it. So I watched it and I will agree. I will agree with what other people are saying. I don't think the second part is better than the first part or as good as the first part. But the thing is, is that it's a continuation. The, the movie series is like a show. It's like a two part episode or yeah, it's like a two episode show. Um, and the thing is, uh, I got to say this and I'll say this right now. Uh, just to get the good stuff out of the way. All the pros. John Krasinski is a fucking genius with these films. I think the way he plays with the sound and the visuals are really good. And uh, I went into the behind the scenes and I watched it. And he was talking about how that... Uh, I forget what her name is. I think it, her name is like... Emily Blunt, right? No, no, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Uh... Uh, hold on. What's her name? Uh, Millicent, Millicent Simmons, who plays, um, his daughter in the film, uh, who's like, who can't hear anything. Like, he took that and put it, like, whenever there's a scene with her, we hear from what she can hear, from her perspective. And that's what I love about it, is like, it makes it so immersive. And he was talking about how, like, it made it, her mom, like, cry because, like, you know, you don't see these kind of films, where like the um correct me if i'm wrong uh deaf a deaf character you don't see that so i thought it was a lot of fun or not a lot of fun it was certainly like nerve-wracking for me but like it's not as like super scary as other films but i gotta say that well done john krasinski i can't wait to see what he works on next that's all i'll say he wasn't gonna make a second one he said he wasn't going to make a second one, but then the Paramount was like, oh, we want to make a second one. Honestly, I think my problem with the Quiet Place was it was so overhyped because all of the fucking, <laughs> all the basic girls were like, oh, John Krasinski directed a movie! Oh my God! And I was like, I don't want to see this shit because the fucking office... Oh. No, 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 no. Don't listen to any word that those girls say because, ah, oh, it's it's really good. I mean, maybe I might, I mean, maybe myself, I might be over-exaggerating, but you know what? I saw both of these films. That, that, there's a reason why I wanted to watch the second film because I saw bits of the first film, but then after being, you know, oh, Mr. Filmy Fate and being film, all filmmakery and everything, I watched the first film and I had chills. And, like, just the ending of it and everything. The story, the lighting, everything yeah. was, like... It's not, like... Excuse me. I, I'm not gonna say it's, like, better than every other film, but, like, it's really good. It's a really good film series. And, yes, 2 was not as good as the first one. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's great, but... Like, I was just super put off on it when it first mm -hmm. came out just because all of the fucking office bitches were just like, oh my god, yeah. you're from the office directed the movie, we have to go see it! And I was like, mm, I don't know. The office kind of, I don't, I'm not an office fan. I don't really like it. Um, I, I'm, maybe it's just because it was odd comedy and that, that sort of comedy kind of died for me. Like it was just very, it very. What's the it word? It just stopped doing it for you. Comedy. Yeah, it was just like I just was like super overhyped, and like when I watched, it, I'm like, this isn't that funny to me, at least. I'm sure it's a great ass show, and because everybody fucking loves it except for me. 
Mm. <laughs> so I yeah, just no. think it's whoa. I think it's a bit overhyped. Well, anyway, uh, continue your yes. So I I already I already knocked out uh, items six and seven, which being uh, a quiet place and a quiet place part two. I think they're both fantastic. It's a shame that I didn't go watch uh, the second part in theaters because I'm a scared little bitch. And honestly, you need to listen to it. Like, the sound design of the films. That's the phrase I was trying to find. Sound design. The sound design of both films are fantastic. It wrecks you. It, it's just really good. That's all I'll say. I'm sure. All right. It's time to move on to the eighth item on the Vintage Portal, ladies and gentlemen. And that is Gunpowder Milkshake. I don't know what this is. Well, it is a, uh, I'm going to mispronounce her last name, Karen Gillan film uh, about um, this girl whose mother is uh, like a, a, a hit woman and she leaves her daughter and the daughter grows up to be this uh, killer, right? This, this, you know, hit woman. However, then there's a certain situation where like, oh, she, it's kind of like John Wick. Where, you know, they they break the protocol and then everyone's out to kill him. And god damn it, dad. My dad started, he started up his motorcycle in the background. Uh, but. I didn't hear it, so it's all good. Oh, good. Uh, also, he really shouldn't be riding out in the heat. It's way too hot. Um, but, no, Gunpowder Milkshake. Very enjoyable. It had uh, Michelle um, Yo. Uh, yeah, sorry. Ah! Michelle Yao, it also had Angela Bessett, and it also had Carla uh, Gugino, and it had uh, uh, Lena Headey, which I know is in Game of Thrones, but I haven't seen Game of Thrones yet. Uh, and it also has uh, Paul, Giam- Paul Giamatti, and you know what? Also, that little girl from uh, My Spy. I don't know if you remember that. I remember. Yeah. Um, I, think I, I think I've heard of this film. I just haven't seen it. Honestly, I, I'm not going to lie. For you, Sean, I don't think this is a film for you. Because you don't really like like action pieces. Because this is this has a lot of action. It has a good story. I'm not going to say it's great. But it's Man, good. If the action is, like, good. And the story isn't garbage. Then I'm good with action movies. But, well, it's on Netflix. So you can ch- check it out for yourself. But... Okay. <laughs> it's Netflix. Uh but like I don't just like action set pieces just for them to be there essentially. Like if it's like if it works within the realm of the story, I'm like cool. I don't Well, I mean that's Well, I mean the here's what I'll say. The action pieces in uh Gunpowder Milkshake is to show is to um yeah, it's to show like how experienced Karen Gillan is as a hit woman. And, like, how she is, is she as good as her mom? Which, I'm not going to get into spoilers. And um, it's just, no, it's a ton of fun. It's fun. That's what I'll say. It's fun. I And the and the soundtrack, the, the, uh, the main theme, which is, like, a whistle, like, it's like, oh, gosh, I can't play for you, but it's like, <laughs> and it's like, it's so much fun. I can't hear a single thing you're saying. But, uh, no. It's certainly a lot of fun, and you know what? Yeah, uh, you can go check it out. I enjoyed it. 
it's a ton of fun. It's kind of like John Wick, but it's not John Wick. And uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Gunpowder Milkshake. It's a solid film. Moving on to the ninth item on the bench part. That being The Departed. Oh, I finally fucking watched The Departed, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Good. Good. Um, yeah. I will talk about The Departed. This was the first Martin Scorsese film that I saw. Oh. And, um, yeah. I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And um, it's actually based on a real life person, not Leonardo DiCaprio's character. I don't know if he was real, but it's based on. Um, what was his fucking name? It was like it, 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 it's Jack Nicholson's character. He was like a real life person. I don't remember his name. Ralph? But Hold on. It's like, Frank. Frank Costello. Yeah. Frank Costello, but that's not his. It's Whitey Bulger. That's his name. So it's wow. based on Whitey Bulger. And Whitey Bulger had a informant in the New York police office. Or yeah, the New York the New York precinct. So like that is like a real life like thing with the with the with him and his uh is an informant who's in the police office. So um I, I just found it like to be just opened my eyes up to like <laughs> mob films and Martin Scorsese like because I'd never seen a Martin Scorsese film before so mm. yeah it holds a special place in my heart uh I think that like the the last kill because like literally everybody dies in this fucking movie and I think like <laughs> the last kill or from fucking Mark Wahlberg is just standing in the apartment and fucking Matt Damon's just like oh fuck <laughs> I, I got you know what I gotta say this I gotta say this I dare I say it Dare I say it? The Departed has one of the best endings ever in film history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> it is so. It, it, it's just so good. He just like fucking Mark Wahlberg just standing there with his gun out, and the fucking Matt Damon's just like, oh fuck, <laughs> gets fucking shot. Because like everybody but Mark Wahlberg dies in this movie, and it's yeah. It, it was also the first time that I'd seen something like that, where like literally, like the main characters do not survive the movie, but right. like the movie still has a sort of satisfying res resolution. So uh -huh. like, yeah, it's definitely an important, it's a definitely an important film to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it, it's great. And I want to know what you think about it. Unfortunately, I saw it in like a block of three days, which I really wish I didn't because like the thing was that I was starting to watch it, but then I was like, I have like other things to do and like, it was pretty long, but honestly, though, if you want to ever take the time, once you, like, fully move in and everything, I'd be more than happy to watch The Departed with you once again, Sean. But I'll I... will be in San Francisco pretty soon. Hey, but here's what I'll say. The Departed, like I said, has one of the best endings. I think the performances from uh, Matt Damon and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and also um, Jack Nicholson are fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Every turn, you wonder, is he going to get caught? What the hell is going to happen next? And honestly, I love it. I love The Departed. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say about this film. I, one thing that I do have to bring up, though, as I was watching the film, there's some, it, this is a personal note for me, Sean. But um, I don't know why, but I like 
the presence of Martin Sheen on the screen. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like I, I liked him in Spider Man. I, I liked him in the Amazing Spider Man, and then I saw him again. And I was just like, I don't know. He's one of those guys that I'm just like, I, it's good having you here. You know, he's one of those guys. I don't know why, but that's that's one of my notes. And uh, yeah, we're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep it going. Uh, the Departed. I think it's a fantastic film. If you are, you know, if you're trying to watch like the must see films, and you're <laughs> of that age and you know you're okay with these films go watch the departed it's on hbo max it's fun if you like martin sheen if you like martin sheen if you like martin sheen go watch the departed uh no go watch apocalypse now oh (laughs) you know speaking of rats if you like if you if you like martin sheen don't watch the departed because he falls off a building <laughs> you spoiled the end. You spoiled it, Jalan. Uh, yep. I spoiled it for all of our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, segue time. Segway. All right, here we go. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. You know, speaking of rats, Sean, the 10th item on the binge report is Reservoir Dogs. Oh. I haven't seen this one for a while. I actually couldn't tell you what happened in it. <laughs> uh, here's what I'm going to say. It's a badass movie. Yeah, I do remember that. It, it is really good. It's a really... It's like Quentin Tarantino before like he was... Uh, what's the word? Before he was solidified as Quentin Tarantino. Right. Like it, it's like the beginning, sort of, of his style, kind of show. Mm-hmm. Right. I. You know what? It had. It had Steve Buscemi. It had Harvey Kittle. It also had uh, Tim Roth, and I was just like, "This is gonna be a fun time. This is gonna be fun." Excuse me. It's pronounced Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Harvey Keitel. Yeah, sorry. I apologize. I I haven't seen I haven't seen enough Harvey Keitel films to, you know, remember how to pronounce his last name. So I apologize. I apologize, Sean. But I think this was a really fun film, and it kind of like carried on like the the whole like rat story. What would you call it? What would you call the story? Like a story about rats? Like what? What would you say? I, I actually don't remember what happens in the film. I just remember like some of the aesthetics of it being. Like, All right, I'm very, about to spoil it, people. Yeah, so go ahead. So uh, Tim Roth, who plays Mr. Orange, uh, he gets shot during the heist, during the the bank or the the diamond heist, and uh, Harvey Keitel, who plays Mr. White. Uh, he's he's trying to like save him and all, but then like later on, it's then established that Tim Roth is actually a rat. He's actually a police officer going undercover. So it's like people are trying to find out who the rat is, but then I don't know. I'm not gonna spoil that much, but you get the point, right? Like there's a rat in in like the crew, and they're trying to figure out. But like I love the way they like cut to each character and their backstory and like how they got to this point and uh yeah it, it, it's really good that's what i'll say reservoir dogs yeah. is fantastic 
Yeah, I don't I don't really have much to say about it because I might have watched it when I was like 15 with Dominic once. Mm. Like, he was showing me all the Quentin Tarantino films. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, well again because like Inglorious Bastards and Kill Bill and uh, what was the other one? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, I watched that recently, but. Just mm-hmm. like those films, like I, they stand out to me more. I don't really remember Reservoir Dogs that. Also, uh, that Reservoir but, Dogs budget like seems very, very low. It's very low. It's very low. Yeah, so I gotta give it to him. Uh, Quentin making a film like this on a budget like that with some really good actors. Have you I, seen The Hateful Eight? Unfortunately, not. You need to watch that. You need to watch all the Quentin Tarantino films before. He I, that's my plan, film. though. That's my plan. Because he's only got one left. Ah, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, really good. Time to move on to the 11th and the final item on this uh, episode's binge report. And that is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Finally, dude. Yeah. I told you I got some heavy hitters this episode, dude. I can't get off the screen. <laughs> I'll try that again. I'll try that again. I'll just be like... Yeah! There you go. Yeah, we got the frame. We got the shot. We got the shot. Um, yep. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna say what I think of it. This is better than the first one. Yeah, 100%. It's like the film that is better than it's the first one. It's like the sequel that supersedes. The first movie. one is iconic. However, the second one is more enjoyable. Well, the first and, one. and then again, like this, this also has the sort of because a lot of movies are like, especially in that time, were like male centered, and the male was the the badass dude and the the woman was the one needing to be protected but this one it's just like no sarah connor's a fucking badass and she's mm-hmm. protecting her son and it's it's fucking awesome it's cool also she's the vfx so too yeah they're really good for the year it came out which i think was 90 hold on what was it keep talking while i look it up uh yeah but 1991 again I think this is the one. This is not the one. I was. I was gonna say. Oh, uh, your mic. Your mic. Uh, <laughs> um, I think this one's the one where he's like, no, but it's no, sorry. Fuck, it's the first one. Is it the first one or the second one where he's just like, I'll be back, and then he drives the car to the office. Oh, that's the first one. That's the first one. Right? I can say that okay. because I actually seen the film. Right, yeah. But anyway, yeah, this one's bigger, better, more explosive. This is... Did you ever see Alien? No. No, okay. So Alien had sort of the same thing, except not directed by James Cameron. But Alien was directed by Ridley Scott. And then fucking James Cameron walked in and was just like, you see that? You see Alien? And then he wrote a dollar sign next to alien and it said aliens. And he's like, that's not, that's not, that's what we're going to do. And that's what he did here as well. He just made it bigger and better and more explosive and more awesome. Also the, and I'm going to get into spoilers. So 
That's a spoiler burp. That's how you know that we're going to get into spoilers. So the chemistry between uh, John and the Terminator is really good. Like, you know, it, it shows the Terminator becoming a human. Kind of. If you know what I mean. Uh, becoming more human. And the, and the fact that, you know, he, he literally listened to what he said. He said, don't kill anybody. He does not kill. There's a lot less killing than the first film. And I actually really enjoyed that because I thought that he was going to literally not give two shits of what that kid said. And I literally thought he was going to take that minigun and just shoot everyone up. But no, he actually, like, scared them off. And I love that. So I'm, yeah, once again, I will say that this is better than all the other Terminator films that I've seen. Yeah, and I think the problem with the newer Terminator films is, like, they actively try to erase E2, essentially, mm. where, like, like Terminator Genesis is, like, that whole thing is, like, he goes back and Sarah Connor already has uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator as a teacher to be a badass. And Pops. Like, okay, well, there's no John Connor. Yeah, Pops. And then John Connor is all of a sudden a fucking... A fucking uh, Terminator. Terminator dude. And it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, what? Why? And then fucking Dark Fate is even more retarded and the fucking Terminator just kills John Connor. And it's like, what? You're like ruined everything. You ruined everything that T2 like fucking did. So congratulations to James Cameron to ruin the franchise. It's, <laughs> it's honestly... Real, I, I'm gonna say this right now. Like I've seen most of the Terminator films. I can't remember three other than that one scene where like it's the most dumbest shot I've seen. It's like, oh, okay, the cops pull over the Terminator because the Terminator in the third film is a woman, and they decide to make her bust bigger so then the police officer doesn't say shit. And then you know, right? Oh my gosh, is that Panda Express? Let me take a look. Let me take a look at it. Uh Yep. Oh my gosh. But um yeah. It's Q2 best one. Mm-hmm. Let's move on because we got yeah. two <laughs> Let's move on. to talk about. And I don't know if I can be on uh till seven thirty. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well we'll 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 get through it. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, people, we're gonna take a quick five minute break to get everything set up. But until then, enjoy this amazing elevator music. If I can oh, find the express and watch YouTube while you're yes. stuff. Alrighty, see you in five minutes, everyone. Well, hello everybody. We're back. We are back. We're back. We got stories to talk about because we don't have uh any interesting main show stuff to do we don't have any fun activities and oh hey look at that the the rainbow thing now turns on that's fantastic better late than never uh i will say though the you know because if you watch the twitch stream which i recommend you don't watch because it'll wreck your internet but you know i'm wearing i'm wearing the green screen turban so i can put whatever color i want here so it's currently on a rainbow loop right now so here's the thing um me and Russell, and maybe even you, Sean, I don't know if I talked to you about this, but we're actually planning, uh, once we see uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, we're going to be doing a Spider-Man films uh, uh, in-depth discussion. 
just like we did with uh, Transformers. I have seen all of them. I will probably see No Way Home. So, all right. Yeah. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, people, we've got I'm very opinionated as well. Oh boy. All I gotta say is Tobey Maguire is the worst one. Damn. Okay. Well, you know what? We gotta wait. We'll wait until we actually get there. Don't don't give the viewers what they want. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, people, we're going to move on to the first item on the what? What should we call it? You know, I keep calling it the main show. We should call it something. The stories. The stories. Yeah. The first. <laughs> the first items on the stories list our first main topic how about that our first all right yeah our first our first topic our first topic is transformers transformers 7 title revealed beast wars mythology coming to the franchise uh let me read the article and then we'll get into this and i'll try my best to get uh get through this as quick as possible originally slated for a June 2019 release, Transformers 7 was pulled from Paramount's schedule, circled by rumors of a franchise reboot slash reset with Hasbro having a more creative control. Uh, during a virtual kickoff, during a virtual kickoff event for the seventh film in the franchise, which has officially begun production, producer Lorenzo de Bonaventura uh, and director Stephen Cable Jr. Uh, for from uh, Creed 2 uh, revealed that the next film will take place in 1994, seven years after 2018's Bumblebee, and feature Beast Wars uh, mythology. The title is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Uh, the official synopsis is, quote, Returning to the action and spectacle that first captured moviegoers around the world 14 years ago with the original Transformers, Transformers Rise of the Beasts uh, will take audience on a 90s globetrotting adventure and introduce the Maximals. Predacons and Terracons uh, to the existing battle on Earth between Autobots and Decepticons. End quote. Um, it, so it says that it's going to be taking place in Brooklyn, New York, and Peru. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so now on Earth, an ancient uh, rivalry, rivalry erupts, drawing in Noah and X- and ex-military electronics whiz, played by In the Heights, Anthony Ramos, and Elena, an artifacts uh, researcher, played by uh, Dominique Fishback from uh, Juice and the Black Messiah. So, Jonathan Restivo, I know you're not really a Transformers person, as far as I know, but uh, what, do you think of, what, what do you think of this news? I don't know what the Beast War storyline is. I don't know anything about that. But all I can say is, the further away Michael Bay is from Transformers, uh, the more interested I'll probably be in going to see one. But um, that's neither here or there. Um, with uh, Anthony Ramos being in here, as well as the woman who was in Judas and the Black Messiah, um, I hope they get that back, mm. but I hope for their sake, this movie isn't as garbage as the rest of them. 
because mm. I actually appreciate Anthony Ramos in In the Heights. I thought he was a oh, very yeah. charismatic actor, and I don't want him to fall victim to what happened to Shia LaBeouf and mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg and Megan Fox and all those. I mean, Shia LaBeouf, arguably to say he was a good guy or a good actor. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. He is a good actor. Kind of mm. arguable to say he's a good guy. Mm. But just seeing him, it like his talent gets sapped away in Transformers and the sequels. I didn't actually see the sequels, but like mm. from what I hear, he, it, they, it, his performance isn't the best. And then Mark Wahlberg has just become a fucking meme in Transformers and how, how bad <laughs> he is in them. Yeah. So like... Like, I just want Anthony Ramos to stay pure forever because he's actually a very... I, I, I'm, I, I'm excited to see him in new things. So that actually gives me a little bit of a draw to see it because, like, yeah. I, do, I do like Anthony Ramos, but uh, we'll see. And I, 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 I can see it. <laughs> what? Transformers Rise of the Beast? Yeah. Look, look, I'm turning this podcast into an eating podcast. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, viewers, uh, or sorry, listeners uh, who are listening to this in audio form, uh, he's currently eating food from Panda Express. Uh, he's eating white rice and is white is it white rice or fried rice? Fried rice. Sorry, I, I was saying white rice. Fried rice and uh, orange chicken and Jesus Christ. And I'm not even Christian. Uh, my mouth is watering up, so I'm gonna look away from you, Sean. Uh, but uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Look, here's the thing. Despite the fact, d- despite the amount of shit that I talked about Transformers uh, in the last episode or the last two episodes, I had to split both of the episodes. I had to split the two parts into two episodes, Sean. Damn. Yeah, that's how long it was. But Transformers: Rise of the Beast. I'm more than excited. When I saw this, when I just saw the the logo reveal, the logo post on Instagram, I lost my shit. I was like, "Wait, is this real?" This has to be real. And I immediately followed them on Instagram so I know what, whatever the fuck is going on. And I'm super excited because um, I want to see where this leads. Despite the fact I want to see how uh, the, um, what is it, the uh, Unicron storyline goes. Uh, despite the fact that, you know, uh, Mark Wahlberg, or not Mark Wahlberg, uh, Michael Bay worked on that. I actually want to see what happens. But until then, Transformers Rise of the Beast. Sounds like a ton of fun. When does it come out? It comes out. Just, just keep Michael Bay. Just keep Michael Bay away from it. I, I feel like he won't. He says I, I. I'm pretty sure he's done with them. I think he might be producing them, but I don't think he's directing them. So, yeah. Mm. Anyways. Hopefully, hopefully he's just an executive producer. Because hmm. if he's an executive producer. That means he just threw money at it and has no other, uh, no other uh, fucking weight in the production at all. Right. Other than the fact that he just gave them money. Right. Yeah. So Transformers: Rise of the Beast will arrive in theaters on June twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Let's get fucking hyped. Now, let's move on. Oh, you can actually see what's going on here. Or no, no, you can't. I was just going crazy. Uh, I want to bring this up. This is a small little thing that I just want to bring up because a lot of people are talking some funny-ass BS that I just find weird here. But 
Uh, I don't know if you know about this, Sean, but uh, our second main topic is uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. The live action film has been revealed. And uh, I don't know if you saw the article. I don't know if you saw him in action. But Clifford is live action now. And a lot of people say that the the VFX is shit. The CG is shit. And I don't see that. I just don't. People can see it on the stream. If anyone wants to go to uh, twitch.tv slash filmingforsay or youtube.com slash filmingforsay afterwards, uh, you can actually see Clifford looks fine to me. I don't know why everyone's like, oh, it's not as realistic as like Peter Rabbit or like any, any other like fantastic VFX. I don't understand that. That's all I want to say. That's all I got to say here, Sean. Take a look at it. Um. Okay. Hmm. All right. Here's the problem that I have with Clifford the Big Red Dog. All right. Why is it a movie? <laughs> because they have to. It's just like they're. They don't, they don't have to. I like, agree, though. Is Look, there really is there really that much fucking demand for a fucking Clifford the Big Red Dog movie? No. Like, I mean, it's banking off of nostalgia for like '90s kids who are my age. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait! Hold on a minute. I hold on a minute. I'm a, I'm a 2000s kid, but I still I I love. 90s and mid 2000 kids who yeah 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 there you go yes or whatever but um like i just don't see there being any reason to make this film but being that it's made it just looks like a fucking dog was colored red and scaled up honestly um does that look outstandingly bad i don't know I'm glad they didn't make it look like a fucking actual, like, cartoon dog. But it, like, looks like a real dog, but I don't know. It just looks kind of silly. Like, yeah. it does, it's not it's not bad from any stretch of the imagination. Oh. It's just, it just, I don't know. It just also, it just, it can I just bring up something? Weird. Can I just bring up something? What? It's certainly nostalgic but here's the thing it's a kids movie kids aren't gonna go and say oh this is bad it's terrible Ugh. no they're gonna like it because it's a giant ass dog and it's live action that's what the kids want I mean, so i don't know I say from, i'll say from the angle that i've seen right here yeah that dog it, it looks like a cute dog it doesn't look like grossly disgusting it looks like a cute dog was scaled up and they colored it red. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it does, it doesn't look. I wouldn't say it looks bad. I say it just looks silly. Yeah, which I think we're trying to go for. But. Thank you. Also, a lot of people were talking shit about the. the you were just singing this. The uh, BTS is dynamite because they literally use that track as the trailer track. So it's just like everyone's like, "Oh, great! There's two shits in one video." And I'm just like, "Really?" Come on. That that all I agree with uh audiences on. Yep. I will agree with that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't like the manipulation that are in trailers. Like 
Wait, you're saying that BTS is a... Wait, you're saying Dynamite is a trash song? I don't like it. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) If you're saying it's trash... But that's not the point. Yeah, that's not that's the not point. the point though. But my point, my point is, is like what they're doing is in this trailer, they're like it's like why they played Gangsters Paradise and fucking Sonic the Hedgehog, even though it was a fucking dumbass choice. They just want people to like, oh, know that song, and then they'll remember the movie easier because they'll think of the song and then they'll think of the trailer, and like that is good marketing, but it's like really. I don't know. It's it's bad marketing at the same time because it fucking makes you not want to see the movie in some cases because it's like, oh, okay, cool. This fucking song that's been blaring in my ear because my five-year-old loves it. Now it's in this film and I'm, I'm averted to seeing it. It's like what I was saying with fucking in the A Quiet Place. All the fucking like office girls were like, oh my God, Jim Halpert, he's directing a movie. It made me not want to watch it because of all the people screaming about it. But anyway, like, I'm sure Clifford the Big Red Dog is going to be great for whoever wants to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Fate. Yeah. So we went to the movie theater. We went to the movie theater, and one of the trailers was for uh, Paw Patrol the movie, so I hope you're oh. I'm still gonna fucking watch it. You don't think I'm gonna watch it? I'm still gonna watch it. Don't think I backed out on that. I'm still watching the movie. It's got some great talent. I don't know why, like, Dominic's like, ew, what's wrong with you? Dude, it's got, okay. Kardashian West. It's got Marseille Martin. It's got Tyler Perry. It's got Randall Park. It's got, um, uh, like, Jimmy Kimmel. It's got Dax Shepard. It's got freaking, uh, wait, didn't Kim it? Kim Kardashian. Yes, Kim. Dar- it has Kim Kardashian. Yes. Did you want to hear that out of my mouth? I said, yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, people. Let me just, let me just cut to I my cam. Just imagine her. I said her Kim Kardashian being like, "Hey, my guy, I'm in Paw Patrol the movie, guy. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh my god. <laughs> Um, that, that's real. That's real. Uh, uh, um, yeah, that, <laughs> oh, it's coming out on the 20th. You know, I'm going to watch it on Paramount Plus. I think it is. I'm not going to watch it at all. Great. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, people, we're moving on to the next main topic. That being Edgar Wright's last night in Soho release date delayed by one week. Uh, this is by Wesley LeBlanc, right, which I apologize whatever. for not reading out uh, the previous writers, but uh, the release date for Edgar Wright's new uh, psychological horror movie, Last Night and So, has been pushed back by one week. Originally set to hit theaters on October 22nd, uh, Last Night and Soho, uh, will now release on October 29th, just two days before Halloween, as reported by Bloody Disgusting. <laughs> um, although an official reason was uh, not announced. A glance at the movie? Okay. It, it, it mainly might be because of Dune. That's probably why they bumped it. But otherwise, uh, yeah, you don't really have much to say about this, right? You kind of. I mean, it's Edgar Wright, and that's pretty cool. But I'm yeah. not like a huge fan of Edgar Wright, other than Shaun of the Dead, or sorry, like the Cornetto trilogy and 
Baby Driver, and yeah. uh, Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, yeah, I mean, that career is great. I like him. But um, what is the night, last night in Soho, a horror movie? Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a thriller. It's a psychological horror movie. Horror movie. Okay. okay. Um, I am interesting. Uh, I'm definitely interested in it. I wouldn't say that I, it's really on my radar, but. Right. You know, a week delay, that's fine. Just as long as it's not cyberpunk. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. But anyways. Finish your films before you release them, studios. Yeah. If your studio's like, you need to release it now, say, fuck you, and quit. That way they'll never release the game. <laughs> okay, here is one of the most random stories that I'm bringing up this episode. That being uh, our, our, what is it? Our fourth main topic is uh, Greta Gerwig to direct the Barbie movie starring Margot Robbie. Why? Why? Why are genuinely talented people doing shit like this? Why? Why? Like, what? Why did Greta Gerwig need to direct the Barbie movie, guys? Like, why? Like, I mean, obviously she fucking agreed to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, did, did this really need to happen? Why is Margot Robbie in the Bar- Barbie movie? I thought that she was... Fu- okay, maybe, maybe, maybe it's gonna be good. Maybe it's not just commercial trash. I'll read, read, read the, read the story. Just, just so oh, I can hear. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, if I can just bring it up. Ah! Oh, this is awkward. Okay, here we go. Uh, as reported by Variety, Gerwig has been part of the Warner Bros. Pick project since 2019 when she signed on to co-write the script with Marriage Stories. Noah Bombeck. Why is Noah Bombeck writing the script? <laughs> what sort of bullshit is this? <laughs> like, have you seen Marriage Story? Yeah. Do you think the guy that directed Marriage Story should be writing a fucking Barbie movie? No. <laughs> I saw no 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 you know you don't even understand. I saw a movie called The Meyerowitz Stories that was directed by Noah Baumbach, mm. and fucking dude, like it was a great ass movie about like a really dysfunctional family that was ruined by their father, and like um it's just fucking because they were they're all Jewish, but his right. their father was really wealthy, and like kind of like neglected them and kind of fucked them up, right? Um, with either their his like expectations of their success or just not being there as a father and shit that fucking movie had like a part written in it with a character called pagina man who had a penis and a vagina and just fucked people to death like what like why is he writing a fucking barbie movie I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I, you know, I, I brought this up with my friend, and she was just like, what the actual fuck? Why is this a thing? She does not feel good about it. 
But like, I just want to bring it up because it was in Greta Gerwig. But then now we real now I just realized that Noah Baumbach is working on it. I'm just like, uh, there's no the bar. Wait, hold on. This Barbie. F wait, hold on. What Barbie, which will be a new big screen take on one of the most uh, yeah, is set to begin production in early 2022 for a planned theatrical release in uh 2023. Um. Uh, let's see. All here. I'm saying is if this, if this movie is not a fucking like drama, like a fucking existential drama about how it is to be a fucking toy, I'm not watching it. I'll be disappointed. I don't know, man. It says right here that oh, it says a proposed big screen depiction uh, for the popular Mattel toy line Barbie. That's what it. That's what the summary is so far. But I don't know. Oh, uh, we're gonna move on to the next item. We're gonna move on to the next main topic. You have mail. Okay. That being, ladies and gentlemen, people, the fifth. Main topic is, oh, wait, Jurassic World, Dominion, and other Universal films will stream on Peacock four months after theatrical release in new date. Sean, you know how I love streaming services. Yes. Yeah. This brings joy to my face. To your face. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, sorry. It brings joy to my turban. Boring. You see how cold from my turban is? Um... I don't see how colorful your turban is. Uh, you have to go on twitch.tv slash filming potato or youtube.com slash filming potato to find out. But anyways, let me read the article real quick. This is by J. Kim Murphy. Universal Filmed Entertainment Group and Peacock have announced a new licensing agreement that will bring the studio's theatrical slate uh, to streaming faster than before. Uh, beginning in 2022, Universal Films will become available exclusively on Peacock no later than four months following their theatrical debut. Uh, the accelerated window between theatrical and streaming will cover films from Universal Focus film, or fo Focus Features, Illumination, and DreamWorks Animation. This means that films like Jurassic World, Dominion, uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, what? That's a movie? Uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru, and the latest original movie directed by Jordan Peele, uh, will hit Peacock within four months of their big screen bows. Um, I'll I'll continue on to this, but, but you just had a you just had a face. What's going on? Puss in Boots. The original movie directed by Jordan Peele. Oh, it's not it's not defined yet. Ooh, Ooh. that makes me interested. Um, what I have to say about this is I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. I think that. It's good for streaming services because at least they're fucking going into the theaters first. And right. then, like, you know, you can decide. I mean, the only thing is, is, like, it goes into the theater first. You make the decision. You're like, do I want to see this or do I want to watch it on Peacock? And then you make the decision. Um, so I think that's cool that you'll be able to watch it quicker after it comes out of the movie theater. Because, like, you know, there's a lot of FOMO that comes out. Like that comes from like not being able to immediately, not immediately, but to be not wanting to go see a movie in the movie theater and then having to wait like three years for the movie to come up for free on on demand or a streaming service or something. So I think yeah. that's a good choice. Um, I do want to discuss this Jordan, this Jordan Peele fucking uh, original movie thing. Mm -hmm. I think 
Because you've seen Get Out, right? No. You haven't seen Get Out? Have you seen Us? No. Oh, my God, bro. You need to watch Jordan Peele movies. Because literally he's defining a fucking era of black horror. Because, like, like, a lot of of the shows that you'll watch now, like, that are more, like, horror-related, they directly correlate from fucking Jordan Peele's Us. Because, like, oh, like, a lot of the fucking new shit that's coming out is, like, if they're trying to be Jordan Peele, but they can't because it's, like, they just, it's just not authentic enough. Or it's just like they're just trying to copy him. So whenever Jordan Peele comes out with a horror project, I will for sure watch it because I think that what he makes is like purely uh, visionary and very uh, enjoyable and very interesting. Mm. And I think uh, it's very good for uh, his, I I think his style is very uh, complimentary. Um, you don't need to talk about any of this because you don't haven't seen this movie, but I just wanted to say right. that because I think the media that's been coming out with Black Horror, Jordan Peele has created a sort of subgenre, and people have been trying to do it to get his success and just not doing it as well. So mm-hmm. excited for this Jordan Peele horror film. Uh, please give me more info because I would like to watch it. He produced the new Candyman movie that's coming out. That's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, how do you feel about it? It it does say uh, it's gonna be a horror movie. So right, 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 right. Uh, but I want. I just want. I just want to continue the article so then we can continue moving on because it's six forty three and you have to leave at seven thirty. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I I like this. You know, but yeah. as I was talking to Jacob about this, uh, you know, there are some films that you that I'll be willing to watch in theaters on the big screen, and there's some films that I'm willing to watch at home, right? Like, I get it. Like, you know, it's best to support the filmmakers by going to the theaters. However, like in this world, I don't know, man. It's just like there's some films. Like, uh, let me just think of one. Like, Boss Baby, Family Business. It's on Peacock, right? We're paying for it anyways. And it's it's one of those films where like it doesn't I mean you can take I mean you can take your your uh young ones to to the theaters to go watch it if you really desire that. But uh when it comes to films like let's just say um let's just say uh Matrix, The Matrix 4, The Suicide Squad, you know I'm going to go watch that in theaters. Like, those are the films that, like, you got to watch on the big screen. Uh, and then there's films like... Uh, oh, gosh. First of all, any Disney film should be watched on a big screen. It's, unless if it's, like, a Disney Channel movie. Unless if... Do you, would, you have a disagreement? I, I would say a good place for the Disney live-action remakes are the small screen. Because the Disney live-action remakes are never either as good. Like, they could be okay, or they could be bad. There right. hasn't been one that has amazed me yet. Like, I mean, Aladdin was probably the best one, in my opinion. Was it fantastic? No. No. 
but it was good. I I enjoyed mm-hmm. the direction it took. I think that they should have went more Bollywood inspired with it, but they didn't. But like, and I know Aladdin is Arabian. He's not Indian, so it's mm-hmm. like that that doesn't work. But they seem to be trying to do like a sort of Bollywood style to it, but just not going all the way and committing. I don't want to make this all about Aladdin. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Would you believe me if I told you there's actually a sh- like an Indian show that is broadcast on Indian television? That's Aladdin. Really? Yeah, there is. Why is it a show? I don't because I don't know. <laughs> anyway, got off track. But I'd say like the Disney live action remake, so that'd be Maleficent, Maleficent two. Cinderella, Lion King, Jungle Book, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't see those are good for Disney Plus. Those are good for Disney Plus because none of them have like really proved to be that great in the theater. Mm. Like they almost almost all of them have had middling to bad reviews. So I think for like their animations, like for instance, like Moana, Frozen, uh, Luca, their Pixar films. Luca. Luca. Um, yeah, Luca. Those should be seen on the big screen because that's really where Disney's bread and butter is at this point. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of cash grabbing with the fucking live action remakes because they want nostalgia points. So I think that the animations, theaters, uh, their their uh, live action remakes, good on Disney+. Plus. In terms, mm-hmm. but both of them could go to the theaters. I don't really care, but like that's how what I would be probably watching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like they were saying, <laughs> like Minions: The Rise of Gru, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I'll probably go watch that on the big screen because I I remember it was really nostalgic for me because the first time I ever went to go wa- watch a movie in a movie theater was uh, back in middle school when I went to go watch uh, Despicable Me Two in three D. That was my first uh, movie. Me. Despicable Me 2 was the best Despicable Me movie. Uh, all the rest of them, except for the first one, mm, not great. But that's mm. just my opinion. So, so you're saying that the first and second one were best? First and second one, great. Third mm. one. Mm, Are you froze? I get old minion. Kind of getting old with the minions and all that. And then minions and... Minions was definitely annoying. Well, I'm not. I'm not really excited. I'm gonna stop you right there because Minions are just starting to get out because um they're now a part of Minecraft. You can get yeah expansion. Glad I don't play Minecraft anymore. Glad Dominic ruined that for me. Oh my god, let something slip. We need to get in touch with Dominic Jones at some point. But anyways, you know what's also getting old? Uh, we were discussing live action stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, people, our next main uh, topic is the Fairly Odd Parents live action Paramount Plus series begins production. Live action and Fairly Odd Parents should never mix. Let's go. The next story. To be, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it's already been done. So there's not... It has been done, and it was ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, well, for us, yeah, sure, because we, we're adults now. We don't really, like, watch it for I fun. We got it critically. I watched, like, action, I, I watched the live action Fairly Odd Parents movie with Drake Bell when I was, like, 12 or 13. It was bad. 
should not happen again. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the first season is planned I, for, I, I, for 13 episodes, just know. 13. Is Butch Hartman involved in it? Butch Hartman. I have to see. He was the he was he was the creator of Fairly Odd Parents because if he's not involved, then there's no point. It's Let me. How about I just read you the article by Rebecca Valentine? Uh the first season is planned for 13 episodes and it's set to release on Paramount Plus later this year. The story follows Timmy Turner's cousin Viv and her stepbrother Roy, who inherit Cosmo and Wanda from from Timmy. Oh, uh, the series is a live-action slash cartoon hybrid with Cosmo and Wanda appearing as their cartoon selves in a live-action world alongside uh, Blakesley and Norris. Audrey Grace Marshall will play Viv Turner and Tyler Waldis uh, will play Roy Ragland. Uh, they will be joined by Ryan James uh, Hadanaka, uh, Ty Turner, Viv's father, um, and Imogen, uh, sorry, Imogen Cohen, who is Zena Sakaris? Why the fuck do you keep working on weird ass names? Viv and Roy's friend. Uh, the series executive producer and showrunner is Christopher J. Nowak, uh, who will be joined by Samantha Martin, Freed Siebert, and oh, and original show creator uh, Butch Hartman as producers. Okay, this is this is the the opposite of as I felt with. Michael Bay, where Michael Bay, I think he should just be throwing money at it and nothing else. Right. Um, Butch Hartman, I think, needs to have more of a creative role on the produ production of this series. Because, right. dude, like, he made, he made fucking Timmy Turner iconic. He made Fairly Odd Parents, like, what it is. And, like, I think that if he's got a bunch of other people manning the show, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be as, it's going to be as cool or be as good. And maybe that's just because I'm an old man now and like I hate everything childish. But you know, I I can still get down and like some not well received things. So I don't know. I think that yeah. the more Butch Hartman is involved, the better it'll be because it's his creation. Yes, I agree. And uh, I mean, your words, not mine, but. I agree with you with the age part, how like you're not into childish things anymore. I'm the exact opposite. I'm growing up, but I still watch. I still watch The Loud House. I still, I'm going to binge iCarly at some point. Like that's how childish well, I, mean, I am. iCarly was kind of made for people who watched the original show. So No, I'm talking about the original show. I'm going to binge. Oh, why, dude? <laughs> because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen all the I way. Mean, the only child, the, oh, the only childish thing I get down with is fucking Kingdom Hearts. I'm literally replaying. Oh all my god, <laughs> dude! All right, uh, we're gonna move on to our next main topic. It's real quick. Witcher season two release date announced for December seventeenth. Thank fucking god, dude! I've been wanting to see The Witcher again for the, the longest ass time. And like I, 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 it was funny. I watched the first season of The Witcher with my mom. Oh god! And that was. Did you see? Have you seen The Witcher? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, dude. There was so many fucking weird sex scenes and titties and all that shit. Oh, and god. I was like, you see, I watched The Witcher and I watched The Boys with my mom. Oh. I was 
fucking amazing, dude. And she's just like, dude, the, the this show just goes too far. I'm like, what do you think is worse? Yeah. What do you think is worse? The like, boys are the Witcher. The boys. Yeah. But the witch, the Witcher is still pretty fucking like grody, dude. Yeah. Like, but I still love it. I love The Witcher. I is one of the best shows. Um, for sure. To stream. So I'm I'm excited for it to be coming back. Dude, I I have Game of the Year edition of three that I haven't even started playing. So, well, here's the thing: the The Witcher that is not. It's based on the books. The it's not based on the games, right? Is it's that what you're gonna it's, say? It's based on the It's based on the books, not the yeah. games. So yeah. If you're If you're looking for like any correlation to the game, you're not gonna find it. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just pointing it out there. I'm just pointing it out there. Okay. All right. You want to move on to the next? Yeah, story? yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We got nine more stories. We're gonna get through this real quick. All right. Our next main topic is the book of Boba Fett. Star says Disney hasn't discussed a second season yet. Okay, I don't really care. How do you feel about that? Um, honestly, it's way too soon to say. Now, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but this has already been announced. Loki is the first MCU show to get a second season. So, obviously, there are some things they have to think it through before they give a second season. Either it's because, uh, in terms of Book of Boba Fett, it's either, it's either going to be because of the fact that they still have a couple of things that they need to work out, or it's story-wise. It could just be because the story ends in one season. So, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, here's, here's, here's another thing that you're not really into uh this is by matt tm kim our next main topic is marvel's what if gets august release date for august 11th so i've seen the style of animation for this yes and i'm like i'm interested in the sort of alternate reality sort of premise it's taking we're like what if captain america was actually iron man and iron man was actually i i don't actually know like what the actual what ifs are but like i'm just Thing. What but, if uh, Agent yeah, Carter think, was uh, uh, Captain? What if Agent? What if? What if Agent Carter was actually Captain America and Captain America was not just Steve, just no, just Steve Rogers. No, just, just Steve Rogers. Yeah, yeah, just 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 Steve Rogers. But um, yeah. So like, I'm interested. In, it 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 piques my interest a little bit just because it's different than the fucking same ass shit that we've been getting for the longest time so mm -hmm. i'm i'm interested i'm it's gonna be on august 11th okay so yeah. i might check it out i might not who knows two but, days uh, before yeah. my How birthday dude yes i've been ever since they announced this at d23 in like what what was it 2019 i was so hyped for this because uh there was a new trailer where they showed like what if you know the first Iron Man when Iron Man gets ambushed by a bunch of missiles and everything? Uh, yes. So uh, the what if that they're showing off is what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? Okay. What if uh, uh, T'Challa was uh, with... Star-Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, and also, I don't know what, what the other what-ifs are. I'm sure someone did this, but um, no. Uh, oh, wait. Here we go. Uh, ask some important questions. What if Peggy Carter became Captain Britain or what if T'Challa was Star-Lord? Uh, I just said that, so I don't know. I thought that was more helpful. I guess not. Uh, but no. 
yeah, it's gonna be fun. You know, th- th- this show it's gonna be more uh, animation based. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. That's what I think. Also, it shows Spider Man with like a, a cloak of okay. yeah, cloak. It's a cloak. The cloak of whatever with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Let's move on to something a little bit more thrilling, a little bit more exciting here. Our next main topic is by Adele Anchors. HBO's The Last of Us Season 1 will have 10 episodes. What are we thinking? Cool. cool. Um, that's good, just as long as they don't Game of Thrones it and fucking ruin it um actually i can't say games of thrones it because game of thrones had one of the most like fucking iconic first seasons in film history in tv history so um yeah i'm good i i I like uh fucking last of us having 10 episodes um just hope it's i don't want to fucking i don't want to see them redo the whole first game dude like just make a new story. Like, I guess I understand why it's the, they're doing the first game because, like, you know, it'll introduce everybody to the series and shit. But, like, yeah. just play the game. Like, if you want to know what happens in The Last of Us, just play the game. The game is fucking probably going to be way better than whatever this series is going to give you. Especially because, like, I'm not super big on the casting. I think uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey just don't really look like they fit the roles but again like i don't know that could be presumptuary because like you know you can't def- can't rip on somebody's acting before they've ever acted so mm-hmm. i don't know like i'm excited for this but at the same time i'm like don't fuck it up guys because you're fucking playing with one of my favorite video game series of all time and Naughty Dog's already being retarded and making a PS5 edition for the original Last of Us. Right. Why? Yeah. Full price and why? Why? Why are you guys so stupid? Like, who gives a fuck when you can play the PS4 edition on the PS5? Mm-hmm. Not spend money. You guys are stupid. But anyway, how do you feel? About yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm quite excited about it. I'm gonna actually try and get in, like, try and actually finish The Last of Us because I'm still in the early like couple of hours of The Last of Us remastered. So I, I got I got things, but I, I want to see you play The Last of Us too and see what your reaction is to it because I don't know if you know, but. The Last of Us uh, reception, Last of Us Two reception was very badly received, and I think that it's unfair that they got it so fucking, they got it so hard. But I digress. How do you feel about the show, The Last of Us, having ten episodes with uh, well and Ella Ramsey? I think it's mainly because of COVID. Right, like um, Chris Chibnall, which look, he's a he's a good writer, but as a Doctor Who writer, he should just leave. He's the reason why the past two seasons are not that great. But I'll just I'll say this though, um, it's not a surprise to me. This is the exact same way I reacted to when 
Uh, Chris Chibnall announced that uh, Doctor Who, I think, is not going to get as many. I think it's going to be eight episodes. And Doctor Who is, like, normally, like, 13. So... I mean, the normal amount of episodes for an HBO series is 10. Like, I mean, Game of Thrones just had eight because they had a bunch of motherfuckers running the show. Mm. And those those guys are now fucking barred from getting anything cool anymore. Like, mm. these motherfuckers ruined Game of Thrones because they wanted to direct Star Wars. And then the Star Wars people were like, nah, fuck you. Get out of here. You guys are fucking retarded. And now they can't do the Star Wars. Because they're fucking, they ruined Game of Thrones. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I see. But yeah, no. Uh, you know, if they're going to do 10 episodes, though, what I'll say is they better be 10 great, like, damn great episodes, if that's the case. So. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to, exp- I don't want to spoil anything, but I feel like it's going to be like an episode, like the first episode's probably going to go more into the relationship between Joel and his daughter before she dies. I hope at least I want to see like a, maybe a whole episode dedicated to the start of uh, the, the cordyceps virus. And then just sort of like, just segment it. Like, you know, maybe do a fucking episode where um, they meet Ellie and do an episode where Tess dies. I don't know if you got that far. Did you? Oh, you didn't put your headphones on. Okay. <laughs> so, audience, audience, if you've heard that, I don't know what he said, but um, you know what I'll do if it if I if I'm not able to finish the first two games by, you know. Well, you knew you knew can, that fucking Joel's daughter died, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got past that part. Um, yeah. but I but if I, I just I I just didn't know if you got past the part that I just said. Hmm. Like. But I feel like it's just a minute. Like, I'm not gonna say any spoilers. But a, a, a episode where it's daughter, episode with the start, episode with Ellie, episode there, episode then. And yeah, 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 yeah. Just because there's a lot of there's a lot of moments in the Last of Us story that could be just a whole full episode that the game doesn't go as much into. That's all. Ladies and gentlemen, people, Mama Filmy's in the house. What's going on, Mom? Oh, it's dinner time. Wow. All right. Um. We got like six more stories. We're going to get through this real quick, ladies and gentlemen. People are. Our next main topic is Lord of the Rings sets reportedly unsafe Amazon response. What are we thinking? Let's be safe, guys. Fucking tighten up. Slow, safe, and secure. That's what Brian always said. And then I dropped a fucking picture fan in front of me. <laughs> 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 Literally. I- when I was in fucking J55, I was, like, carrying the equipment, and I put it down. And then as we were, like, setting up, I knocked a picture frame, and he was just like, whoa, 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 Sean, Sean, slow, safe, and secure, right? And I was like, okay. And I, like, went to reposition like <laughs> reposition the picture frame, and it fucking <laughs> fell. And I was like, Ryan, please don't fucking tell me that. <laughs> okay, but what, what would you what are you going to say? Um, what are you going to say, Fatay? I, well, you know, I saw Lord of the Rings films, and you already know what I think about them. And yeah, like you said, we you need to be more safer. It's not fun to get hurt. Uh, some uh, a stunt woman got hurt on the set, so that's why um, that's why they're bringing that up. And it, it's been weird on the sets of the series. So like, 
I don't know. Um, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention because we're we both we you've seen Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, here's a quick little personal uh, news story that I'd like to bring up real quick. Uh, this is by Wesley LeBlanc. Paddington 3 will begin shooting in 2022 amid push to turn to wholesome series uh, into a flagship franchise. Uh, it's going to be written by the same writers as the first two. And yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. All right. We're going to get hyped. Our next main topic is by Adam Bankhurst. This is a Star Wars story. Star Wars Visions, first look and re- release date revealed. Did you see this, Sean? No. It's like, it's showing, like, art from, like, hold on. Um, it's an anime series. Okay. That's yeah. cool, because, like, Star Wars and anime are pretty similar. Like, like a fucking George Lucas got a lot of inspiration for Star Wars from anime and from Japanese uh Japanese storytelling and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, we're getting through this real quick, guys. Uh, our next main topic is HBO cancels Lovecraft Country after one season. This is by J. Kim Murphy. Tragedy. There's some dumb motherfuckers. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I actually agree with you. I actually loved Lovecraft Country. No, Lovecraft Country was fucking awesome dude yeah 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 all right but that's what did you hear did you hear about jupiter's legacy though i i heard a little bit about it give me up to speed it wasn't a it wasn't a great show right but like they were just kind of fucking establishing it because you know like the beginning of every fucking media and i'm Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking reference Kingdom Hearts again. <laughs> so like <laughs> God damn it. So like what basically I replayed the whole first game of Kingdom Hearts. Do you know hmm. want to know what the worst part of Kingdom Hearts is? Like the first hour. The first hour is so gratingly boring that like I'm afraid that it put people off the game. But then you all of a sudden you get all to all these Disney worlds and it's like, whoa, this whole game is fucking awesome now. But I digress. With fucking Jupiter's Legacy, it they were setting up so much shit throughout the whole first season. Like there was like set up here, set up there, set up there. There everything was being fucking set up. And then it ended on a twist that needs to be developed, and Netflix is like, Alright, that's it. No more. I'm like Wow. You didn't even give this show a chance to be good. Like, it was okay. It wasn't, like, fucking awesome or anything. But they were setting up, like... They were just setting up so many things. And, yes, of co- it wasn't great. But they should have at least given it a chance to get off the fucking ground. But whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it pissed me off that Lovecraft Country kind of gets the same thing. But Lovecraft Country... Like wasn't even set up. It was just legitimately good fucking TV. Yeah. Whatever. I'm mad. You know what I'll say though? <laughs> you know what I'll say though? Uh Jonathan Majors he's getting a good at Disney over there because uh I don't mean to spoil this for you, Sean. But uh he's in Loki. 
Jonathan Majors? Yeah, he is King right. the Conqueror. Oh, nice, dude. I'm I, I'm glad that he got I, I, he got to move on. He got to move mm-hmm. on from Lovecraft Country, and he's not yeah. getting fucked over by them canceling the season, mm-hmm. canceling after the first season. But whatever. Yeah. Next story. Let's move on. Nintendo adds Despicable Me producer to its board of directors to help make movies by Adele Anchors. Um, here's the thing. Video game movies usually tend to not be very good. And um, one of the, one of, one of the, um, sorry, if I may, one of the prime examples is uh, Werewolves Within. Uh, it was yeah. it was adapted from a VR game that I hadn't right. heard, and it's not as far as I've seen. It is almost not remotely like what it is. But I I might be wrong. I most likely might be wrong. But I'm just saying, for a video game movie, it didn't feel like a video game movie. As a, it just felt like another story. But continue, Sean. Essentially, like with a video game movie, you have to be an ultra fan of the series to understand what you're watching most times because so because like when they make these movies they either make it too simple and then the fans are like this is there's so much more that you could have gone into or they make it too complex and the the average movie watcher can't get into it because it's just so complex that was the problem with warcraft if you ever heard of that warcraft went into like all the intricacies of the warcraft world Mm-hmm. And it bombed because nobody knew what the fuck was going on. But my dad was in the corner like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Because he played Warcraft when he was, like, in his 20s. But, um, like, but like, here's another example. Fucking Mortal Kombat. That was the, an example of it being too simple. Because mm-hmm. they, they just made it, like, fighting. And, like, that was it. There was no story other than they fought. So, with Nintendo wanting to make movies it's tough because a lot of nintendo licenses focus on characters who are silent which works great for video games because you can put yourself in the role of let's say mario or link or Mm. um whoever you play in fire emblem who doesn't talk or fucking um pokemon or whatever like you can immerse yourself in the character because this character has no personality other than um, that they're the main character and that you can put your personality into that character and you can basically live your own story throughout that game. Because a movie doesn't really fucking work like that because if your protagonist has no personality, you're not going to identify with the movie at all and you're just going to think it's bad. So mm-hmm. I think with Nintendo, they need to... They'll, they'll have a tough thing because if they want to stay authentic, they might want to, like, keep it. I don't know. It's 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 a catch-22 because if you add too much personality to the character, you're going to lose the people who are actual fans of the games. But if you don't add any personality, you're not going to get the average movie watcher to, to be with you on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's my take on video game movies in general. And how Nintendo kind of has a problem if they want to make movies. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, people, we have one last story. Now, we got we to gotta get this done real quick because I didn't think about this. I didn't think this through. This should have been the first story. Well, it's but, uh, we can quickly just guess who we think is going to win or whatever. 
Yeah, we're talking about the Emmys, ladies and gentlemen. People, here we go. Uh, the nomination. I have, to, I have to pull it up. Wait, give me a sec. I have to pull it up. Okay. Uh, I, can I just say though? Can I just bring on. this? Can I just say this real quick? A comedy series. It lists Cobra Kai. Why? Why is dude, that? Cobra Kai is so good, dude. Deserves it. I know, but no, I get that. Like, it most definitely deserves an Emmy. But comedy series, really? Like, it's a comedy. I mean, like some fucked up shit happens in it, but like. Okay. I don't know. It's it's cheesy. Right? My dad says he won't watch it because it's too cheesy, and I'm like. Dad, you literally grew up with fucking Karate Kid. I don't understand why you're like, oh, I don't really watch it because it's too much cheese, bro. I'm like, dude, this is Ralph Macchiao and fucking William Zabka. The two fucking characters from the movie that you were like, Sean, you don't even understand how great this movie you're watching is. And I'm like, Dad, watch fucking Cobra Kai. And he's like, no. I'm like, okay, whatever, Dad. You're missing out. That gave me enough time to get the Emmy guesses on. All right, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Hold on, give me a second, people. Hold on, I'm I'm loading up the, uh, what is it? I'm loading up the uh, bin spin cam. I'll do it. I, maybe you can probably head off and then I'll, do it, but unless we want to wait for a couple more yeah. minutes. But, um, okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, so drama series. We've got The Boys, Bridgerton, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Pose. This is us. Hmm. The problem I have with this is that the boys should win this hands fucking down. But right. I don't know if it's too filthy for whatever, whoever's picking this to like pick it. So right. like, I want to say the boys, but it might go to like Lovecraft Country or mm. The Handmaid's Tale or This Is Us. But I'm going to stick with my morals and I'm going to go with the boys. I see. I'm going to go with... I'm either going to go with the boys or I'm going with... Oh, God. I, you know, I heard a lot about Bridgerton. I'm going to go with Bridgerton. I heard about Bridgerton, too, but I heard that it was just like... Like, fucking... Before watching Bridgerton, you're just a regular person. Then after watching Bridgerton, you're like... British royalty now. <laughs> whatever. I still have to whatever. watch The Great. Um, But anyways... Uh, okay, I, I already know what this is. So, comedy series, uh, Blackish, Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, Hacks, The Flight Attendant, uh, The Kaminsky Method, Pen15, and Ted Lasso. I'm just gonna go out and say Ted Lasso's gonna win. It's, it's Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's, it's Ted Lasso. Have you seen it? Have you seen Ted Lasso? No, but I, I've heard that it's, like, fucking amazing. It is amazing. Like, it's, like, it's groundbreaking. I tell you, dear sir, it is incredible. Um, okay, uh, the next. Oh, it seems like my camera's stopped for some apparent reason. Apparently, I yeah, your camera stopped. My camera stopped. Yep. Why? Why is that a thing? Come on, come back to me. I swear. I swear. No, now you're also loading up. Why? Oh God. Um, you know what? This will just be like commentary. I'm not gonna deal with this. Uh, so we're gonna move on to limited series now. Uh, so uh, I may destroy you. 
uh, Mayor of East Town, the Queen's Gambit, the Underground Rail Road, and One Division. What do you think, Sean? Oh well, isn't that great? Apparently, we lost Sean. Hold on, give me a second. Hold on, if I can just get to here. Huh. Well, apparently this. Sean? Okay, what the heck is going on? Um. Sean, I can't hear anything. I can see your bubble, but I can't hear anything. Let me quit out of Discord. Hold on. Give me a second, folks. We have to reset. Hold on. Nope. Still nothing. Ah. <laughs> Why? Why is it... Why is it doing this? I'm so confused right now. Um, I'm not necessarily sure whether or not we should stop the stream or not, but hello, I'm, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I don't know what the heck happened, but. Are you still here? Sean? Oh my god. Hello? Hello? What the f Ah! Sean! Oh gosh, don't freeze. Don't freeze. Please don't freeze. Ah! Um, hmm. This oh, Sean. What's up? Ah, I don't know what's going on, man. Discord is going nuts. Um, I need to go in like seven minutes, so... Uh, Can you do I'm this tomorrow? Can we do it tomorrow like this? Just... I'm making my list because I can't do it tomorrow. Mm. Alright, fine. Um, you know what? Let's just... Should we even do a, a bin spin? Should we do it or no? No. No? Okay, fine. 
we're gonna end it right there because apparently discord is being a bitch right now so uh uh thank you so much for joining i hope you all enjoyed the episode i am sorry for this terrible ending to the episode but i promise you next episode will not this will not happen and uh yeah um you already know what to do uh if you enjoyed the show uh, don't forget to follow me on twitch and uh subscribe to my youtube channel uh both uh at filming Fate. and of course if you want to listen to us in audio form go to your favorite podcast platform and look us up Fate's filming fridays and uh yeah, that's about it. I'm not going to say anything of what I'm watching. I kind of have an idea of what I'm watching, but I'm not going to tell Sean because uh, recently, uh, you got to admit, Sean, I, can't, I, su- I surprised you this episode. You did surprise me. Yeah, that's what's up. I told you. Uh, I, was, I, w- I was supposed to watch Lamers and Rob, but I didn't get to, so uh, I'll definitely be watching it this week. But anyways, that's ladies and gentlemen, people. Um, anyways, Sean, do you have anything else to say? Watch Bo Burnham's freaking inside. <laughs>